0: This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. All right, this is Kenny Omega listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's
1: up. Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm your host, James Boyd. And with me, I have Rich Lada. What's going on, man? chilling man
0: just uh uh you know ready to do this show and uh here back with another week of crazy shit to talk about apparently and uh you know lots of surprises fun things going on in the world and you know ready to clown
1: yeah uh but first um we've been talking about verses and whatever else in we've been talking about the verses while you've been watching them and i have been more or less just looking at the playlist people going round for round and that sort of thing and talking about it and you've been describing um some of the uh some of the happenings during, you know, the interactions while people are doing these things. Uh i think it's a little different. I don't know if you watched uh the DMX Snoop Dogg one, did you?
0: So i saw it later. Okay. um i didn't see it live but i watched the video later and then of course i had a playlist so okay
1: so i ended up watching actually basically i I, <laughs> I got to a point where i was like oh shit that's on hey i'm sorry dynamite you're just gonna have to you got to. i'll watch you later and then i ended up watching like uh basically like the last like round 15 through 21 of it mm-hmm. or whatever else so and then I ended up uh, going back once it got uploaded and watched the whole thing through um, or whatever else. But yeah, man, like, that was a blast. Like, I don't know how, you know, how these other ones, in your opinion, how, you know, how, where you would rank this one over or else. But like, this was a fucking blast. Yeah. Um,
0: it, it was dope to see um, Snoop Dogg and then just think about how long he's been around, how much, you know, Work he has across so many eras, and he's always been Snoop, and it's always made sense. Uh, then you see Dmx. Dmx didn't look as good, but with Dmx is a kind of a different fight because at least he's here and he's relatively healthy now. But um, I think it, it's amazing that Dmx for you know that prime period that he had, he was able to pretty much stand up. With a dude that has a thirty-year career, <laughs> so like you know, it was like it wasn't no blowout. It wasn't you know no ass whooping or anything. And it was like, man, DMS really hold on people for a couple years.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think it's should be noted that like Snoop Dogg didn't play anything after two thousand four. Like, I think the oldest record he had was dropping like it's hot. Um, and that's cool. Like, I mean, he, I mean, I don't really necessarily want him to play like gangsta love <laughs> dream on it or or uh <laughs> or like the, what was it what was the name of the r kelly song he had that like fuck it fuck it, cause r. Kelly's on it and uh uh what else was he a sexual eruption i don't i really i'm not really i don't really want him playing that next to dmx <laughs> i don't really it's want it. right uh so but yeah like either anyway like like i, mm. I remember going through it just like you know a lot of these rounds are rounds where it's just like DMX is getting draws with Snoop Dogg, which should be, which is like really say something to you because like it's Snoop Dogg, um, and a lot of rounds and he won some rounds, but like a lot of rounds, I just got, felt like a lot of these rounds are. I want to give the DMX, but I don't feel comfortable giving it to him, I'll call him a draw. And then, um, and then, like, some, and I think probably, like, two or three of them were actually legitimate draws. Um, but at the end, like, Snoop Dogg, I feel like he won, like, anywhere from, like, 12 to 11 rounds outright, but, yeah, like, I, I thought it was, but it wasn't like DMX was out here putting out trash. Like, he had bangers, and Snoop Dogg just had other bangers that were of a higher level. Um, but, but it wasn't no blot. It was it was close. Like I only think Snoop Dogg won eleven. Like a blot is like oh this person I'm Like this dude picked up like fourteen books. Like <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a blowout.
0: Um, and I like you know I always appreciate when you know the B sides in here get played. Like Snoop play like Pump Pump. Um, the that, That's probably like my favorite. You know, like kind of Snoop song. Like just flows crazy. Um, a lot of stuff with Hustlers play
1: G's. He played too. Like yeah. I know. I know. This is your thing. We talk about like this was a great night for the legacy of fill in the blank, and mm-hmm. this was a great night for the legacy of Doggy Style. This man played eight tracks off of one album. <laughs> Look, man. I'm.
0: I think it's the most. Um influential rap album and copied off of rap album ever.
1: It's it's up there. Like it's funny. I after going through that and i thought about it's like holy shit like Snoop like think of the eight tracks on Doggy Style. And then remember it was like the intro. Like it's a thirteen track album and it's like the intro. There's like the G Funk intro. Uh so that's like Really, is really ten. It's really ten songs, or no, yeah, eleven songs on this. He played 80 of these motherfuckers against DMX, and, and and survived. Like that lets you know how cold the uh doggy style was slash is. Um, I.
0: It's what? funny because I wouldn't have ever like put these two together. I've never thought to adjust to position them, compare right. them, right. anything like it. I, I don't know.
1: And, and then you see them together, and you see it at like. You know, Snoop Dogg, much like Snoop Dogg always has been, like, that has been such a uniting presence amongst the entire world of rap, even even in the middle of the East Coast, West Coast shit that he, he was a feel a, a part of, you know, and helped you know, stoke some of the flames with the Sorcerer Wars of ninety four. Like it's amazing how many friends from the from the East Coast that he's like, you know, was super friends with for like the last like twenty five years going back. Like it's crazy.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, DMX probably introduced himself to a lot of people. Um, last night, young ass that, kids, yeah, that really like. It's almost like DMX and Alan Iverson have this like energy. I think about them, like whereas like if you were there, like you'll always be able to remember what it was like. Mm-hmm. But the further you get away from it, you just yeah. might not quite understand so i think you know the theme of these continues to be remind everyone why they loved you and i think dmx did that
1: yeah yeah like his like
0: like, um like get like when you play like get at me dog it's just like so it do something different to me. Like I don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was actually the first one I heard. Like mix, so it,
0: makes yeah. me, may, it makes me makes me want to want to want to rob. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's interesting. Like because so much of this was like we talked about the legacy of uh of doggy style and then another one that's like it's dark and hell is hot. Like it makes you readjust. It makes you like go back and like. Was this song, album even, even though we all thought it was a great album when it first came out? I was like, is this album even better than we originally thought? Like, instead of it just being like this smash of hit records in a flat out great record, like, is it like actually more than that? Is it actually like a classic that we did not really, you know, give it its due at the time because we were too enamored with Nas and Jay Z? Mm-hmm. Kind of. Like, I mean, I have to go through it more, but I just remember like it had smashes on it. All The all them f- the first five DMX albums all had smashes on it, but this is like classics weren't what you really were there for with DMX, which is like he just had bangers and had so much energy at a time when New York still brought energy and I don't know what the fuck happened like once we got to like 2003 or whatever, but like he was at the forefront of all that shit.
0: People stopped clearing samples.
1: I, I mean... I, I guess but like I don't know what sample the fuck what what sample's party up? Is that a sample? I don't know.
0: I think it is. I would In have my, to look
1: I, that up. It, it could be. I just don't know.
0: Mm. Um Yeah, but I I I think some of DMX's lyrics look age very horribly. I think it was like Snoop Dogg look
1: at Snoop Dogg's records.
0: Like the like the like the second verse of I believe it was Where the Hood At is just like one of the most homophobic things you'll ever hear. The first no, no,
1: no. I mean both verses. Yeah. Both verses. Um,
0: <laughs> Snoop, uh, w- when you start listening to "Ain't No Fun," it's like, yo, I Guess think who's about how, back how in
1: the motherfucking house with a fat yeah. dick for your motherfucking man nah, i like, look, look, but man, like, it, yo,
0: I, I'm not, oh, not about, to, I'm not about to look, I'm not about to kill the fun or anything. But like, these things were like that couldn't came out today. Like, it just, it just wouldn't have slid.
1: Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, I think it was still slide. I think that we would actually criticize them uh, in a way that like we didn't at the time. We're only the only person we were really given that kind of. Uh, or we Look, children mean, were listening by, to these songs. By we I mean the media. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think the I think mainstream media of, of of a rapper these days would get the everybody would get treated like Eminem did back then. Like Eminem was like really the only person that was really getting it. Like post N W A. Mm-hmm. Eminem was really the only like rapper that was the big multiple multi platinum rapper that was getting it in like the nineties or the two thousands. Like DMX was getting the pass. Uh, trying to think who else was the super immature red Mail was getting passed. Method Mail was getting the pass. It was it was weird at that time. Dr Dre was getting the pass, even though Dr Dre was a part of N W A. It was <laughs> it was like okay, whatever. Um, but but back to the back to the um, the battle. I, I don't know about these other ones, but, like, I've seen some of them where they've done, done some more or less quote-unquote performing. I thought this was fun as hell to see, like, Snoop, you know, uh, the showmanship. I think that's another reason why, like, I I think in a different setting, doc, or uh, DMX fair is even better, but, like, the showmanship part of it, like, d- like Snoop just outdid him so, like, so um, soundly that it's like, you can't say anything but, but DMX losses. It's if like Snoop.
0: If you're doing the great uh, the the judging of who won, it's like Snoop's still performing to this day. Right. So like, and we don't know, you know, what DMX is doing. Right. Literally. Like,
1: like, it was funny when uh when DMX was uh play uh, played um how's it going down in the second half uh, mm-hmm. and he's he talked about like after you know he plays that one and then uh, Snoop answers it with beautiful, and he says you know back in the day you know. You know, in my prime, or whatever. I used I used to take the shirt off because it was a girl song. He said, but yeah, as you can see, that shit ain't happening no more. I was howling, and then uh, and then uh, Snoop said, "Well, <laughs> look, look, man, fuck, that. Like, you know, take if you want to take your shirt off, I'll take my shirt off too." And then uh, I think I think Snoop said something to Swiss like. You know, if they get the, if they get the, you know, a million people watching this shit, he'll, uh, DS take your shirt off, he'll take your shirt off too. And then DMX snap back, it'll look like a 10 in this bitch. <laughs> I was howling. <laughs> <laughs> like, this was, this was like the moments of levity that, like, if you didn't really, um, if you didn't follow it closely at the time or, weren't really familiar like you just know that dmx just listening through his catalog you wouldn't know actually existed like that kind of like levity that kind of sense of humor that kind of like playfulness like i thought that i thought that was a uh, the humanizing of the dark man was like was was really important in a big thing i'm about to say his name was dark man x well you know what it (laughs) used to be before it was dark man right Dancing Machine X. Yes, I, I yes. heard. Yes, yes, yes. Like, yes. You know, yes. Sometimes, you know. Yes.
0: He, he, he had to change that one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Look, that man thought, I bet back when he had hair, I, I bet that man thought, I'm going to be the next Big Daddy Kane in this bitch. <laughs> Cold, coldest flow, coldest dance moves too.
0: <laughs> hey, speaking of Big Daddy Kane, um, I think he was on a show with Fat Joe. Everyone has some type of show now, uh, where they were saying him and Rock him might get to it, and I've been waiting. Huh? Um, let's go, Kane.
1: That'd be All interesting. Day. Like, I never really went so, through either one of their catalogs. Same for Light Run DMC. That was like I know the hits, and that's about it. So, um, yeah, like I think it'd be interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go I'm, check out. I'm here one.
0: for that. Yeah, like they like that one's been like 30 years like they had like that it, there was like an entire like cold war between them um mm. in the late 80s so uh set it off i I would say that's about rock so uh okay. if y'all want to go check that out so so does, but, like, yeah, does yeah,
1: Kar- so it. does krs one feel slighted about that or is he still just anti uh is he still anti capitalistic uh records making?
0: So I had heard something like they were th- like some someone was trying to get him and LL matched up, and then it wasn't like I don't think LL was going to do it because LL was trying to hold out for like Jay Z, but that's not happening either. So, um, yeah, like the Joe Biden podcast always brings up, like they always bring up, like people call people out in the light they want to be seen in or whatever. So <laughs> right, it right, tells right, you right. a lot about who who you um you know go with whatever. Like, i
1: f- I think um, I think. For for LL, Jay Z does make sense, but his prime was so f- further away that, than Jay Z that it's like Jay Z would just win almost by default, right? Because it's like, like to be honest, like not many people like. I mean, you look you look at these Jay Z concerts doing the Beyonce stuff or the Justin Timberlake stuff he's done, um, last decade, right? Like. He goes he goes and he opens up for Justin Timberlake and Beyonce and like he's not like he's playing some records from like the blueprint or whatever else and like the people in the audience do not know any of the words. Nor should they because
0: Yeah, those are not Jay Z crowds. Right.
1: (laughs) Right, right. Like and I'm saying like for somebody to stay around that long, like you you like any act, like you kind of deal with that and that's why you know we always complain about, like, the old heads keep coming out with their, you know, keep coming out with new material or whatever else. And, like, that's the reason why. is because, like, the older you get, like, the younger people aren't, the younger generations of people aren't going to go back and check out your, your discography. So, you got to come up with something that, like, might make, might nod their heads or whatever else. and might maybe want to check something out like this. Especially if you're, like, Jay-Z on a Beyonce tour or on a Justin Timberlake tour, you know, or a, you know. Jay Z in tour when he's really opening for these main events. So, um when it's LL, that's even worse because his heyday was a decade before Jay Z's.
0: Yeah, that could that could get real ugly. Could real be fast. like the actor, right? God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like the same thing with Ice Cube. You know, like, how many like how many people under twenty five years old know of Ice Cube as like one that, of the greatest rappers your... of all time or the actor, comedy actor, dude?
0: Yeah, that I, I think I would rather like, like maybe you give KR as one Ice Cube, maybe, um, or you know you give L. A. Ice Cube. I think that would be fair. I think Cube's getting them both the fuck out of here. I but think,
1: I think they, I think that, um, oh, you th- really? Yes. You think Cube would get uh, L.O. out of here? Yes. I never really Swiftly. thought about it, but, that, but okay. Okay.
0: I excuse is one of because my it, 10 it, favorite it be, rappers it, of it, all it, time. Is
1: it because of, I thought L.O. was too. No. Okay. But is it because of the N.W.A. discography that's helping buoy him?
0: I mean, how much of the MDWA is really helping him? That was one album. Well, I
1: mean, he wrote the whole shit, so yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Or, 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 sorry, uh, 80% of it or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's got dad. He's got, you know, the first three albums. He's got, like, you know, We Be Clubbing. He's got, like, Friday songs. He can play a little John stuff if he wants to. He can play that stuff, like. Yeah, uh, I think he would, would run LL the fuck out of here because like it's only so many of them love songs uh going to ring off because like, this shit this Have shit a- don't this shit don't be for the love songs. That's like, what it, like, <laughs> see like you like you might get a couple out there but but like dude I'm sorry ladies y'all is not deciding this one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> look to be honest they don't want to be the sign this shit either it's like oh so you want to you want to talk about like you want a little love and then like the other half of these records you want to you know say some real meat real you know moustache and stuff no thank you uh yeah. so uh but anyway yeah I, I mean they pair well together just on the strength of like 80s rap icons 80s slash 90s rap icons turned into actors became A-list you know celebrities or A list actors or B list actors, whatever you want to call them, um, have been you know been in the acting scene on TVs and movies for twenty years. You know it makes sense a parallel, but like I never thought of ever comparing them before. I never just never did. Maybe you
0: do Will Smith and LL instead. Like maybe you do that because like I think where the cube thing can go horrible for LL LL. So LL has never rapped about something real in his life like
1: so. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, superficial rap, yeah. Um what was I going to say? Um I think that LL would be more receptive to doing one with, with Will Smith than he would with, with Ice Cube. Um I think that Ice Cube kind of is in that Berkeley territory where like he said up he said he has said and done a bunch of stuff. And people have let it slide because, for one reason or another, he's like, "Oh, well, that's 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 Ice Cube is fine." So we're like, he, we're like, LL, if he comes out here and he tries to quote unquote match uh, the energy with uh, the Ice Cube pre ninety four energy. Like I think that'll fuck up his brand. <laughs> <laughs> Where Ice Cube is like Ice Cube, Ice Cube hasn't changed a fucking thing in the last 25 he, he's years.
0: He's literally the same man. You right. can check his Twitter yes. timeline.
1: Yes, like it's it's like I can't. How is this man? Made, how is this man working Hollywood? Talking about about Jewish people like this? I don't understand. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, but yeah, like, I think I think he'd be more receptive to the L, or, or, or let me phrase it, I think we, in LL's best interest for, like, if his thing, I think that I am of such a high standard and then I also don't want to fuck up my bread. I think that a good alternative to the Jay-Z thing, because he's never going to get that, would be Will, and I think Will would be receptive to it because I think Will and LL wouldn't take it as competitive as much as just trying to vibe off of the strip of the records. And quite honestly, like, we all know who's gonna win, so that, so it's like it's just doing it just to have some fun, <laughs> right? As opposed to like you know, somebody they feeling like they've been you know slighted historically or whatever else, and they feel you know they you know.
0: Look, because you they, know they, LL gets gets pissed and, right. and, and like and feels right. slighted at, right. at literally anything, right? And, like, and he'll he'll drop a diss on after this shit, right? Like
1: Cause, right, because I remember um, what was it when Jay Z got the Dev Jam presidency? Yep. Jay-Z, look, LO made a good point at the time. He's like, just because you're a great artist and you made great records and class or whatever, it's just because you're like, you're the, you make you're a great baker does not mean that you can run a bakery. And like Jay-Z, when he was president, like he made a bunch of stars. Like he, he went into the South further from even like Jeff Jam South shit, like with Jeezy and with Rick Ross and, you know, he made Rihanna to a, a megastar or whatever else. But like he ultimately, he leaves Def Jam. And as he leaves Def Jam, like it's fucking dead more or less. <laughs> so um like, I don't, I don't necessarily say he was right or wrong because the, the, um, the internet changed so much during his presidency, but. It's crazy like, he because had, de- he had valid points at the time. I was going to
0: say it's crazy because, you know, if Jay-Z was looking for an artist that was on Def Jam, that was savvy to the Internet, that had a core following, you know, Joe he could have just he yeah. could have just, you know, reached out to, you know, Joe Budden and dropped the growth. But, you know, that's OK. We we won't we won't litigate that Joe Budden is still uh, popping till this day. So <laughs> in one form or another. So, um, yeah, I, I yeah. I wonder who I would want to see Joe go against. I I would have to figure that out. Would Joe want to do this? I I think he would do it with the right person.
1: Who do you think would be the right person?
0: So it's funny because I would have probably said Fab, but I don't know. I I would have to look at it. I'd have to look at it. Uh, I I think you might be able to get away with like, Lloyd Banks, um, and Joe Button, I I think you can do that. Well,
1: who else but- is also in media? Because like, I don't think you can really do this with someone that's still trying to get this paper, like off the rap shit, doing this with Joe because. Like, if you if you get into it with Joe or Joe gets too competitive or whatever else, or Joe wakes up on the wrong side of the bed, then it turns contentious. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, that's, a, like, me going to Joe to talk about X, Y, or Z or have Joe talk about X, Y, or Z without being colored by this in the future potentially fucks up whatever, you know, yeah thing I have uh. in the future to try to make, you know, for, as far as get buzzed or whatever else when Joe talks about stuff on the podcast. So I don't think that's... You know, instead of it turn- being about me, it turns into me plus Joe and this contentious thing, and people like like Joe. Even though some May- people hate Joe, but there are other people that like Look, Joe. It's as well.
0: amazing. It's amazing. Like, you know, it used to be way rapping, more hate. Became,
1: he, he stopped rapping and became more popular. Yes, he absolutely did. Amazing. Um,
0: yeah i had to think about that i know we got some folks that um that that listen to rap that that check this show out so uh get out so. get at us in the in the uh in the discord and let us know who you think uh you know hip-hop is uh that is uh you know joe button who would be a uh, good matchup for him yeah, i would like, say lloyd banks yeah, maybe
1: yeah discord maybe. and twitter as well you can add us in that sort of thing yeah um yeah so speaking of verses and legends Apparently, you told me something about Mike Tyson may do an exhibition match with Roy Jones Jr. Yes. So, apparently, all those Mike Tyson
0: training videos were leading to something. Uh, So, uh, on September 12th, uh, Mike Tyson will be taking on Roy Jones Jr. Boy, um, I was shocked when I heard this. And both of these gentlemen are in their fifties, I believe. Uh, yeah. Mike Tyson is fifty-four. Rory Jones is fifty-one. Um, so Rory's been active as of up to I want to say maybe three years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Tyson's been looking like a machine on the internet, but um, it's uh, it's crazy. What what do you think
1: about this, James? I think the first person that lands a that lands a, a clean power punch is gonna win. Like both of their chins are gone. Roy's Roy's chin's been gone since what? Oh eight? Roy's chin's been gone since like 05? 03. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> like all of a sudden like that. Like, man where, was, like, when was the second turret
1: fight? When was the second turbo fight? What I think you, that
0: was it? like oh three or oh four.
1: Okay, well that was that was when his chin was gone. We were like, oh god, like the greatest I ever st- <laughs> like <laughs> Like this, like like that fight hurt me to my fucking core. I, I fuck never... it,
0: say it. I know what you was gonna say. Say it.
1: Oh, that uh, that that uh, yeah. Like he was a fucking superhero. Like it's like watching Superman die. I was like, what? Damn yeah, man, man. I was hurt. Like that shit devastated me. Like I don't think any other other boxing match ever devastated me as much as like Roy Jones losing to Tarver to say sec- uh, in that second match. Like, he he was on the way to, I felt like he was on the way to winning, and all of a sudden he just catches one on the jaw, and he's fucking just done. I was like, oh my God. Mike Tyson um, looks like a
0: killer right now, and he looks like he's got plenty of hand speed. He's not going to be coming out here to, like, you know, bob and weave with you. He's coming to, you know, get you the fuck out of here. I will be ordering this fight. Or watching it somehow, uh, I, they will—they will definitely uh, get me, you know, in the building. But you know, while my mind is telling me, um, you know, Tyson, you know, my heart is with Roy. And if you don't remember Roy,
1: oh God, you know. Get on your feet, on your right feet. now, right Roy now, Jones Roy Jr., Jr. The best pound-for-pound pound pound fighter, pound fighter in the world, whoever. I guess y'all must have forgot forgot, forgot, forgot. <laughs> alright okay if we don't get the show taken down stop <laughs> y'all must have forgot okay it's a quick question how many how many professional athletes that started got, that got their money professional athletes first and then decided to delve in the rapid how I many of it. them have more jams than Roy Jones jr
0: not Deion Sanders. No. Uh, God rest soul. Not Kobe Bryant. No. Uh,
1: <sighs> Is there anybody? I don't know. I, I asked him that right. way because I don't Cause know. Because it's about re-
0: body head bangers and all right. that.
1: Shaq? I will put Shaq I will put Shack in the in the consideration. You got to put I, Shaq I, on the I, list. I, yes, you have to put him on the list. Shaq could actually rap for the era. He could. Um uh, Dame Lillard. Jams or could rap really well? Oh, well, uh, he's got a, he's got
0: some songs, but yeah, he he can really rap. Okay. Like, unquestionably, I think he's the best. Like um, um you know, or Lonzo. You know, Lonzo's pretty good too.
1: Yeah, I've heard Lonzo. Lonzo got some uh night nice. I like some of Lonzo's songs. Yeah. Yeah, uh, was it Super Saiyan was one of the songs? right yeah yeah Yeah. yeah, I like that actually yeah um like isn't it crazy that, like you know like because of his dad like he's totally he's considered like so small of a personality when it's like he's a fucking rapper (laughs) what are you talking about oh you, you know he's down to himself he's quiet It's like no his dad sucks all the air out of the room so you don't even pay attention to the fact that like this kid has some interest outside of even just playing basketball
0: well, and you know, unfortunately, the NBA draft hasn't happened yet. But um, as soon as LaMelo Ball goes number one overall, uh, I'm coming back that. on this podcast and I'm saying LaVar was right <laughs> the whole time.
1: Has his kids this, have all of his kids disowned him yet, or just like look, or just Lonzo? Uh, I don't think he's disowned him. Or I'm, I'm sorry, me rephrase that. Uh, not as strange. That's not a similar. Like basically, like there, there's a distance that it wasn't there before. Because after after they after you know, buddy had you to, know, stole from them. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I would have to look into it, but um, you know, Levar was right. <laughs> you know, just remember that when, when when one when one son goes number two, another one goes number one, and then if, if they get Leangelo shot in the league somewhere, okay.
1: Yeah, so I guess it's time to just get to uh, wrestling now, right?
0: Oh shit. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, it's not a not a bad thing to move on to wrest move on to wrestling. Like, I think like this week is probably like one of the best weeks of wrestling this year. Um, True, indeed. Yeah, uh, I guess we can start with Raw. Um, just quick on Raw. Like, Whoa. I, just, <laughs> just really quick on Raw. Um, <laughs> I watched Raw. I got didn't expect d- you
0: to go there, sir. Like, right, know, right, right, why, right. Would, why would you say that line? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what made you? What made you go there with it?
1: <laughs> He's stupid. Um you know, I one watched- of
0: the best weeks. Raw. What?
1: No, <laughs> there, there's one thing I want to point out, and we can skip past it. Like, I watched Raw because I suckered because I knew you know the days like you know this t- set of tapings. It was gonna be the last Kyrie on Raw uh stuff or whatever else. I, so I was like, you know what? Have a match with I see she's gonna have a match with Bailey. I like the match she had with Bailey uh a few weeks ago. Watch this match and like, oh so so now you wanna have like the great the, the great Kyrie Say matches on TV now as she's out the fucking door. <laughs> it's like, okay, all right. I guess I guess it's a nice send-off because, you know, they don't want to, like, burn whatever bridge you have with her. I like, you know, just talk about she's going to be some type of um, Japanese liaison ambassador thing while she, I guess, you know, does a year some of wrestling and then retires or whatever else. Uh, so,
0: mm-hmm.
1: anyway, like, it was a great match. Um, I give it, like, you know, somewhere between three and three-quarters or four stars. Um, it's, it's sad that like this is like now they learn on the she's out the door but um you know it is what it is uh, she got one on the way out at least so um, so but yeah you can move on to Wednesday she, wrestling she'll be there next week too right yeah yeah cause uh, it was, they were doing two weeks of taping so next week is when they kill her off with like Santa Baszler or, or Nia Jax or somebody yeah good god
0: yeah. Um, you know, just why would why don't she just show up with the bike?
1: <laughs> and ride off to the sunset. Well I don't think I don't think she can ride the bike like over the Pacific to get back to Japan, Rich. But but sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just ride away from the performance center.
1: <laughs> like <And> Undertaker- <laughs> throw
0: the middle finger up while you're at it. Yeah. Look, throw the middle finger up
1: at them. <laughs> you know. <laughs> look, um, I don't think that I will be able to look if I were able to get the company or get the book I think I could come up with something like that. I don't think that's going to I don't think that's going to make air though. Like what you talking about? I don't think that scenario going to make tape. I just don't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but um AW Dynamite Wednesday uh really good show. I uh, liked yeah. it a lot. Um is getting higher reviews than the one um I'm about to give it, but um <laughs> You know, uh, I'm not the only opinion in the world. You know, a lot of people, you know, else out there, you know, you can check out. But um, y'all here. So (laughs) uh, we opened up. Uh, It looks like uh, it was with uh, Cody. He was already in the ring uh, and he was, you know, the the pyro had gone off, I believe. And then all of a sudden uh, (laughs) we didn't see
1: that. They just showed up with him in
0: the ring. Do you think they blew the pyro off or not?
1: Now see, I just deleted the copy of DM of, uh, of dynamite that I have. Now you make me want to like go get it again, go get it back, and see if there was smoke in the air. You make me want to go do that.
0: Look, this man—if this man blew off some pyro where it wasn't even going to be seen, just that w- just for the feeling—that would be the most
1: pretentious. <laughs> just, just, oh my god! See, you see, you just bring yeah. it out of me like you. Or not make out of me, but like me and you together, like
0: hey, I just, just, just asked predisposed, I just, just, I just like bagging
1: questions. on Cody when like Cody had a good ass match this week, and we still we still getting no hell. Hey,
0: uh, you know th- this is the brand. You know this this is what we do. The brand you is know. on Cody. Um,
1: I I don't think that was the, I don't feel like that was the brand back in November. I just I just don't. <laughs> All right, so I guess we can t- finish talking about uh, Cody and the TNT o- invitation or whatever the hell he's calling it.
0: Yep, so his music was playing and all of a sudden, like, uh, someone started yelling over the, um, you know, started yelling over the PA system. Uh, music, Intercom. yeah, the PA system. <clears throat> and, uh, Eddie Kingston came out, uh, you know, and started, uh, cutting a promo, uh, Eddie Kingston, a long time, you know, veteran of independent <laughs> wrestling and Um, there's nothing like more like kind of insulting saying, Yeah, this man's a long time veteran of the sport.
1: I thought thought you were going to say long time independent professional wrestler or or say something like derogative. That that man has never been on (laughs) like major American television for wrestling yet after
0: years. (laughs) So, um, he said, Uh, Cody talks about grinding, but he doesn't know what real grinding is. I love this. So I grew up around alcoholics and junkies, and, and you like to. And you grew up around wanna be legends like that guy, Arn Anderson, and um, he he basically just ran his man all the way down. Uh, I I believe I have a transcript of the promo, so I'm I'm going to reenact uh, Mr. Eddie King's promo here. So please,
1: please get don't ready, get your please tape like, dance ready, as uh, use... Lloyd Banks would say. Please don't use the accent. Please don't do not the New York accent look man
0: so he's like no 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 we're gonna get this right we're gonna do this real quick Cody you talk about grinding you talk about living this rough life all that jazz no one's gonna outgrind you all that stuff my man is that easy to say it's easy to say that when you grew up around used to be legends like Arn Anderson yeah you heard me keep shooting your murder ones at me and I'll knock your jaw right off your face partner you know what I grew up around you know what I grew up around? Alcoholics. Junkies. I had to grow up around that, and I had to survive. I had to grind. You couldn't last a day in my shoes, so you don't tell me nothing about grinding. Even you he... talk about the
1: sport of pro wrestling. That's a joke.
0: Bro, <laughs> <laughs> when he said that, that's a joke, bitch. I right, fucking hollered.
1: He's no, like, you, you don't get to tell me nothing about grinding. He, didn't, he, wasn't, he, wasn't, in the run, he wasn't even directing at you at the time. He's like, what are you
0: <laughs> uh, you said, think you're you know, better than me? <laughs> <laughs> He's just offended, <laughs> you know. He said, "Because every person you face has been a child." Interesting. That is true. Uh, he said, "I'm a grown-ass man, and I will put you in the ground and smile." <laughs>
1: yes, <laughs> he threatened murder.
0: to murder this man, James. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he said, impressive. "Here's the best part about this whole thing: the guy that you like to mention." Uh, the guy you like to mention best friends with, the boss Tony Khan paid me to show up and he's gonna pay me to kick your ass and take that championship. Uh, you know, Arn, I swear, hit uh, on my beautiful mother's eyes, if you don't shut up, I'm gouging your eye out, all right. And then he said, you know, Tony said, you know what, if you want a DQ, that's fine by me, but you know, Cody just has to accept, so you have to accept, uh, because either you're an egg sucking dog or you're an egg sucking bitch. Oh my god, I said something so. Uh, After that, you know, they got to it because Cody wasn't about to just get sized like this. So um, what did you think of uh, the Eddie Kingston promo? Not mine, his.
1: (laughs) Um, I thought it was a good promo. Uh, I, like I said, like the one issue I had with it is like he is responding to something that Cody said when he, he wasn't even like he wasn't even acknowledging Eddie King's existence at the time. It was just like that is all the way <laughs> whacked out. But um but yeah, like he brought energy. It was it was cool. Um obviously he he doesn't get the chance he didn't get the chance to say all the stuff he normally would say in a promo cuz you know, um <laughs> he, he is definitely he is definitely uh he definitely fit well on uh on um what do you call it? The uh like, the mix, or not the mix, like, the, uh, the beef, <laughs> like, the beef, uh, um, DVD. yeah, like, the beef, Smack uh, freestyle DVD, DVD. DVD, yeah, he would've, he would've fit on there if, if he didn't have to rhyme. He's definitely one of those.
0: That was funny. Um, yeah, I, I, saw the reaction, everyone was going, like, absolutely nuts for it, I was like, yeah, it was really, good. the promo was really good, then the match happened, and that was an alright match, um. You know, there was a brawl. It was like it went about eight minutes or so. Um, Eddie Kingston was dressed in the, the black and yellow, like Kawada. Uh, Eddie Kingston whipped Cody with his weight belt, uh, which was interesting because you remember Cody trained to be whooped uh, previously in the year.
1: Yeah, I think that's. I think that was the reason why he did that spot where he were like he gets hit the one time and then he like. He fires up and he's he's like his eyes almost bug out of his face and he's furious after he gets hit in the back. I thought I I thought that might have been a callback to that, but I'm not sh- I wasn't sure. Yeah, so
0: um, uh, Kingston spoke concrete Flory. He tried to do a power driver, but Cody backdropped him. They traded back some strikes and uh, Cody like then you know started you know fighting him back, kicking his leg, and then Eddie Kingston like acted like he had this blown out knee, which I thought was legit, but um apparently I don't think it was uh, but it, he was, was he was selling worse. like he was it, it was it was like he actually had a legit injury
1: right it was the weirdest shit ever like auto, it may all okay so I'm I'm I am irresponsibly like driving and then I have it on my phone and i like I'm at stoplights I'm looking down at whatever else and I'm looking at the action whatever else I'm like damn they're going the shit out of each other okay that's cool um like this is a, a real big departure from like the typical Cody match, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I look down, I see him grabbing his leg. I'm like, when did he when did he hurt his leg? So, um, like, I end up picking up watching the last like 40 minutes of um, Dynamite before we did the show, and I'm going back over this match. And I went back and watched the match. Like, there's no point where anything happened to where, like, all of a sudden, like, there's a body part injured and now, like, Cody was working over it. Just like he randomly decided to grab his leg, and then all of a sudden, like, Cody decided to start working on the leg. Like later, nothing happened. He never, he never tweaked it. He never, (coughs) you know, got it worked on or a move happened to it, and or he made some mistake and got caught and the knee got exposed or anything. He just, he just randomly decided to grab his leg and then he worked into the story. It's like, what, what, what the hell is this?
0: Um, it was like a leg match. It was a brawl. Like <laughs> then Jim Ross started talking about Eddie Kingston. Like he sold his ring boots to pay his mortgage or something like that. He's I'm, broke it, and coming like, to fight Cody. And,
1: yeah, yeah, and that sounds like some shit that like makes sense in like um, on studio uh, studio television in the eighties or whatever else. But like, doesn't even sound like that make any damn sense now. You sold your boots to pay off your mortgage? How?
0: Yeah, I.
1: Who the yeah, fuck look, is buying man. wrestling boots?
0: Look, man, uh, the man looked like he was wearing wrestling boots to me in the ring. Well, so well, no, did, what I'm saying he sells some other wrestling boots? No, like, what, I what I'm
1: saying is, in the 80s, I could buy somebody buying somebody's shoes for some leather. Now, nobody's doing that shit. So it makes no sense to me.
0: What? Well, collector's items, you know, fans...
1: You know, we'll we'll buy anything from people. I, they didn't explain it that way, but yes, that makes sense. That 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 makes more sense. That makes more sense. I I, I will I will give it less criticism now.
0: That's fair. Um, but yeah, they all of a sudden thumbtacks are in the ring. Um, oh and Cody takes the thumbtacks uh, via back he, suplex.
1: No, no, no. He took a power bomb. Uh,
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cody
1: tried to give him some type of weird suplex. In, Kingston at State, and then he power him into some, some uh, thumbtacks. And then eighty, literally 80 seconds later, Kingston was tapping out. What? Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, submission win for Cody another other uh, defense. Uh, this one was well-received. I think a lot of people were happy to see Eddie Kingston.
1: Uh, I thought it was to a me, good physical-ass match. But, yeah. like, I mean, watching it back a second time, the physicality was still there, and that's such a and the surprise. And, like, the energy and, the, and it's such a departure from what we've seen in these Cody um, matches, which I'm not saying they're all the same because there have been differences, but, like, Cody's adding even more variety now with this Kingston match. Um, but, story wise, it made no damn sense. Like how the fuck do you take a, take thumbtacks and then ninety seconds later you're tapping a motherfucker out? Like the whole entire sequence of that match is powerbomb, thumbtacks, get up, get back, suplex, no cell, no cell fire up through the suplex, running big boot, slap on your move, slap on your figure four, bridge up. What?
0: Yeah, it went about eleven minutes. So
1: I thought I thought the young bucks, Kenny Omega, were the ones with no psychology.
0: I mean, you know, I yeah. guarantee
1: you, Kenny Omega would or the young bucks would never take thumbtacks and then win ninety or eighty seconds later. I guarantee you that would never happen. <laughs> Am I lying? Would they ever do some shit like that? No. <sighs>
0: Look, yeah, you said it, not me. So. Um, but after that, uh, we had um, a little. We we moved on, and um, John Moxley came out. Uh, he said he's uh, he was or he they threw it to a pre tape. Uh, Mox said he's in a business where everyone uh, is full of it. They pride himself uh, on telling the truth. He said that he promised to tear up Brian Cage's arm. He felt ligaments and tendons popping in his arm. But Taz gets his vote for manager of the year for throwing in the towel. He was disappointed that he didn't pop uh, Cage's bicep like a water balloon. But next time he won't let go. So <clears throat> after that, MJF cut a promo. Another one really good. Uh, he introduced Griff Garrison as Jungle Man. Griff Garrison has been on BT and running gagger gag. Everybody thinks he's Jungle Boy. Um, he, MJF did kind of an entertaining squash where he uh, was talking on the mic during the squash. A couple of good suplexes. I think they should have had Griff Garrison ultimately not, like, um, you know, acquiesce to MJF's demands, like, and just – have MJF just beat the fuck out of him, but the fact that he would never, like, like say what MJF was trying to say actually would kind of give him some. but they didn't do that. I have nothing to add. Uh, it was yep. there. So, yeah, uh, Tony Giovanni, uh was with Rebel backstage. Uh, Britt Baker was back there. She un- interviewed or unveiled her fourth rule for being a role model, which is to never count out the role model. She said she was poised to make a great comeback like Michael Jordan did with the Wizards, and then uh Tony Siobhan was like, Nah, that's that's not the one that right. you wanna do the comeback for and then uh, she cut him off and was like, basically don't you correct me or and then Rebel was in there and she said she's on the comeback trail at all out. Uh she now has Michael Jordan twenty three shirts out for sale. Or right. Dr. Britt Baker twenty three shirts.
1: Right. Like she's like, Shut up, Shivani. She goes anyway and looks at that camera. I'm Michael Jordan. I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous yo bro <laughs> and I don't mean like ridiculous like oh it's terrible I mean ridiculous and like this is so absurd and, and like it's such good heat because it's so absurd <laughs> it's like wait so, what like,
0: like Michael Jordan Jeffrey yes. <laughs>
1: You mean Michael B. Jordan? Like, <laughs> like, why are you even bringing up Michael Jordan right now? What what does that have to do with anything right now, Just, Just just throwing that out there just to fuck with you. All right, fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> Taz and Brian Cage came out. Um, he said that T- Cage had a difficult week. He said Moxley put a badass armbar on Cage and Taz made a business decision to throw in the towel for Cage. Uh, he said he will never be in a position uh, to where Cage needs to throw in the towel or Taz needs to throw in the towel again. Taz said Cage isn't wired to tap and He's the FTW champion because he has an FTW mindset. Then Darby Allin's music hit, and all of a sudden, a man with shoes that had no back on them right. came out and laid Darby Allen the fuck out. Uh, so uh, Team Taz, as they're being called, uh, uh, Ricky Starks and Brian Cage, they formed a night earlier on AEW Dark. And this was like, you know, Ricky Stars came in and fucked him up, KO'd this man. I heard uh, Darby got concussed, mm. but on that top rope. But I heard he's fine. So um, Cage then hit uh, Darby Allen with a power bomb on the stage and another one in the ring. Uh, Ricky Stars uh, basically was, was you know holding him up after that. But Mox ran in with the barbed wire baseball bat. Cage and Starks bounced, and uh, they basically, you know, they, they said, "Yeah, that remember Darby saved Mox last week, so their little, you know, uh, bromance continues." <laughs> uh, bromance. So, what, what do you think of the Cage and Starks team? Because, uh, so a little bit of background, yeah. like ever since Reese Starks has showed up on Dark. Taz has been very complimentary to him on commentary. He would walk over uh, and basically salute Taz, and would be like, yo, be like you know, I like that guy," and stuff like that. And basically, L- Alex Alexander would be like, "What the
1: fuck going on?" Mm. Um, I I think it's more of a, I have to see them together to kind of get actually, you know, know what I know if I like it or not. Um, they're two talented guys, so I mean, like just the fact they're putting those two together with Taz, like I'm cool with it off off that. But like, I want to see what their chemistry is together in the ring. Gotcha.
0: So um, I guess Reed starts to do the working, and then Brian Cage will do the moves.
1: Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> you do so, the workout, do
0: the uh, moves every um, day. <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh man.
0: So. Um, so Alex Marvez was bad at with Jericho. Jericho said his orange jacket was supposed to be white, cost him $7,000, and Orange Cassidy ruined it. So he's going to ruin Orange Cassidy's career. He then cut a promo on Jurassic Express. He said Marco's stunt has a bulbous head and that Luchasaurus isn't really a dinosaur. And uh, then they announced the Women's Tag Team Cup Tournament for uh the women's division they had brandy and ally on the poster for it so they've been racking up they're like five and oh as a team but they're gonna be 16 women it sounded like it's gonna be called the deadly draw so people Wait, so are predicting a, so that it might be tournament. what's up
1: it's an 18 tournament
0: 18 tournament okay, yeah okay. 16 women so I am assuming they're going to be bringing in outsiders. Um, who are some outsiders that you would like to see uh, come in?
1: Um, that I would like to see come in, or could actually come in.
0: I guess I could actually come in. Okay, because you know I'll just, <laughs>
1: I'll
0: just <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah yeah um, don't don't give us the, the 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 star of the fourth biggest Josie promotion <laughs> who can't travel.
1: <laughs> you're like, like they're not travel
0: you are like you are not well, I'm sorry, Takumi Roja's not coming over here, James. Yeah, like-,
1: <laughs> like, like, nobody from Japan is coming over because that means they would then have to, like, come back and quarantine for two weeks. Like, imagine <laughs> having to quarantine for two weeks coming in and then quarantine for two weeks coming out. Like, it's not happening. Um, but from, let's say, if, uh I don't know what the situation is, but, like, if they could if they could make it work... You know, you could look at B Priestley and, um, in Jamie Hayter. And, like, I believe they're both in the UK right now, but I don't know if they want to do that. And I don't, um, like, they're, like, their names weren't on that list for, uh, the Grand Prix, was it? I don't think they were. I don't think they were. I have a yeah, double so, check. So, so, I mean, that means they will be open. That means they have a month free. Um, so I guess they could do it. Um, Medusa Complex, uh, uh, from Pro Wrestling Eve. That makes, uh, that makes some sense. Um, I'm trying to think of what other, um, hmm, those are the two that come to mind right now. Uh, I heard Nicole Savoy and
0: Big Swole were a tag team, uh, at one point. So, isn't Nicole Savoy uh, signing ring of honor, though? I believe she is. I mean, if she I find a way can. around her, if she isn't, then yeah, sure. Yeah, um but I, people were speculating that this is going to be like a battle bowl type so it'll be like random partners like uh matched up uh with each other so um uh, we'll see how how it goes um i'm looking forward to it i'm glad it's not women's tag team titles because i don't think they need belts right now especially with the decimation you know of the injuries and you know coronavirus so
1: right besides that um i'm pretty excited for this um I'm interested to see what they do. Um, I wanna see who they bring in, um, to get it done. So, um, we'll go from there. Like uh, if they can <clears throat> if they can get a few if they get a one or two of these teams, like that could definitely help with these like quality tag teams and you know, if you're gonna run a tag tournament, like I would like for them to, you know, have good tag matches. I don't wanna see them shit just, just be out there just to be out there. Um so, and given, like, eight teams or whatever else, like, you're, I, they're definitely going to have to, like, bring people in to get this done, given yep, their so, injury uh, situation right now. Like, Riho can't come in. Yuka Sakazaki ain't coming in. Uh, Like, like that's a team, like, there was no coronavirus. Like, an a, a easy, a easy tag team would have been Shoko Nakajima in, um, in Yuka Sakazaki, because they're a tag team in uh, Tokyo Joshi. Yeah, But not happening. Like... Obviously, I don't think they would bring them in because I don't think they would leave to go do that. But like a ta- a ringer tag team, they could have brought in from Joshi without no travel ban would have been like the best the 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 Japanese best friends, uh, Sukasa Fujimoto and uh, Risa Nakajima. They would they would they came and They would have been like, oh god, this is like the best tag team we have aside from like Kenny and, and the Lucha Bros and in uh, Adam Page and uh, uh, what's it called uh, in the Young Bucks. But no.
0: So speaking of Bucks, uh, I next mean, had a Falls Count Anywhere match with the Butcher and the Blade. I loved it. Um, there was a portion of the match that I missed. Uh, I something happened on my shri- my stream, and I came back as the finish was happening. But um, the Bucks were walking backstage, where you know the Bucks showing y'all that they like to fight too. So they came in there, and the Butcher and the Blade were cutting meat that they got from a truck in Minneapolis <laughs> with Eric Bischoff. Um, they then washed their hands and then, you know, got into it. So they brawled all over the kitchen. Uh, they brawled in the concourse around the uh, stadium. Butcher and a blade tried to use a cart, but failed. They brawled around a trailer and the, in the trailer that had they had a sign to where it said mud show tonight. I loved it. Um, Nick was uh, used a cookie strike or a cookie sheet on um, the butcher's face. Uh, they sent uh, the super kick and uh, sent them to the uh, escalator of the ad break. This was funny. Um, then they came out in the arena and set up some tables. So this is the part that I didn't see.
1: That was actually good. That was the only good part of the actual match. Like I, I gotta be honest with you. Like that concourse backstage part, fucking. I thought it was just like so contrived. Like they had a bunch of good ideas on how to get this stuff, but like, you didn't like Nick Jackson going into Nick Jackson's face. What? On the truck? Oh, that's that's too meta for me. I didn't care for that. Uh, but, like, just... Okay, you're going to... F- for a Falls Count Anywhere No DQ match, you're going to go and find the Butcher and the Blade and uh, and with the ref acid fight them while they're holding fucking cleavers in their hand. That's smart. Then these idiots oh, put grand. down... Then these idiots put down the fucking cleavers and then they go and put their hands in water. They didn't wash their hands. They just put their hands in water, which is like... Well, that's fucking gross. So, well, it, it, James, we've talked
0: about leg washing and and you know
1: <laughs> how
0: how legs don't be washed look, correctly. It, that's but even
1: worse, you don't wash your hands. See, so one nation radio, wash your ass. Fuck, I guess one nation radio twenty twenty because this is what the ears come down to. One nation radio, wash your hands. Amazing. <laughs> uh, so then they I, I don't really care about them throwing meat at each raw meat at each other whatever that's f- whatever <laughs> just, like that that didn't bother me like if i I'm, I'm assuming it bothers some people in this time right now that they throw like it didn't bother me whatever like but they end up outside on the concourse and it's like oh like there is like a like a like a lunch bench or whatever else for people to sit in like a cafeteria bench or whatever else like in the in the middle of the concourse and it's like oh, how convenient there's a fucking cookie sheet there and not like in the actual kitchen that they just were in, right? Then they start hitting each other with it. Then they ended up by this, uh by the bar area in in Daly's Place, like a place where they serve drinks, a stationery, not like a, not like a kiosk, an actual part of the foundation of the building-ass bar thing. And all of a sudden, like, there's a set of, or, or there's a set, or a table that has a set of cups on it and not, like, on the actual bar. It's like, gee, I wonder if that's a the thing they're going to jump. They're going to jump off the bar and do spots on through the table they're going to crash through. Oh, that's exactly what they did. Then <laughs> then there's two other uh, conveniently placed uh, cookie sheets with, like, whatever, that's by the bar. That's not that bad, whatever else. And then they do the spot where you're talking about the escalator. They go by the escalator, and by this point in time, you see, like, their light guys and, like, some of their, like, people that are running uh cords they're trying to hide trying to hide behind the pillars but they're getting found by the camera and then they realize they're in the camera shot and they can't get out of the way and it's like just shoot the shit no one cares no one cares <laughs> like when y'all did the other stuff with um jericho when um the new york guys came back or whatever else for that one shot they had when they did the uh, matt hardy in uh, Kenny versus uh, Jericho and um, Sammy match. Yep. They had the, the light guys there, and people was like, "It's fine. Like, why are y'all trying to hide now? It, you made it look bad by like trying to hide, and you got caught. Whatever." Then they get by the uh, elevators, and the elevator going down is is off, but the elevator going up is on. He gets super kicked and he goes up for the gag. I'm like, okay, you guys try way too hard. What like and this stuff came out half baked. If y'all try if y'all try less hard and say, you know what, let's just have the match we're gonna do and just do the whole fucking thing in the rings the ringside area, which was the best part of the match, it would have it would have it would it, 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 it would've deserved all the praise that Dave Meltzer gave it as a four and a half star match, which it's not. But whatever. Like I thought it was a fun ass match. I'd probably give it four flat stars, but like I think I think Dave Smoker Rocks giving this shit four and a half. I just that that's one of his worst that's one of his worst over ratings of the year. <laughs> but it was a great match. Like, but the part where they're actually in the ringside area doing the spots like in a conventional uh way after that commercial break was like where the good stuff was for me.
0: Yeah. Um, so I saw like when they were uh, in the arena and they were up on the stage, uh, they did the uh, power bomb. The Butcher and the Blade did a power bomb neck breaker combo uh, on Matt and the Nick made the save. Then the Bucks hit the BTE trigger and they put the uh, Butcher and the Blade on alternate tables. And then, you know, the big gift spot of Matt and Nick both jumping off the tunnels um, and, the Bucks hit the simultaneous pins. Uh, this match was excellent. did excellent in the ratings. They were over a million viewers uh, average at this time. So um, I thought Butcher and the Blade were awesome in this, and
1: they continue to just get, get over every week. I don't know about like, the Blade. The Blade, well, first off, the Blade almost broke his fucking tailbone, or maybe he I did. Did you see that spot?
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess he missed the he- table
1: he he put one of the yum bucks on a table that was leaned against the ground in the uh rail at like a 45 degree angle mm-hmm. and he went to do like uh over the top rope flip dive through the table because one of the yum was supposed to move and he hit neither yum buck nor table and just landed ass first on the ground i'm like oh my god like <laughs> that had to be so painful. Like, I imagine, like, in certain circumstances, like, that can end a career.
0: It could. But he's in excellent condition. Uh, even better than when he showed up, uh, like, originally. And uh, with Butcher and the Blade, like, when they first showed up, it was, like, people were laughing, like, with some Dark Order shit. But, like, these dudes are credible. Because I mean, he was dressed like, like a gimp. Yeah. Like, the
1: Blade was dressed like a gimp.
0: Yeah. Like, these dudes now are, like, so ever since they started wearing that all white, like, I think, you know, they found some like, and, you know, I've been in on, on the butcher from the beginning. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely like this uh, a lot. And the Bucks like add another, you know, awesome match to, you know, what they got going on as well as, you know, a million viewers, you know. So uh, and, and this show overall was a uh, was a killer rating
1: show. Was this, like, the first time the Young Bucks ever, like, drew it, ever popped a number? Because it feels like it is.
0: I would have to research that because I feel like it's
1: not. Okay. Because it seems like when people talk about, like, the number... People that do numbers, it's always, like, Orange Cassidy, Jericho, uh, Moxley, Cody, Kenny. Like, you almost never hear about the Young Bucks in that situation.
0: So, after that, we got... Alex Marvez, who was backstage with Jake Roberts and Lance Archer. Uh, Marvez asked why Archer didn't appear at Fight for the Fallen, and then Lance Archer started throwing people through the roof. Literally. Literally raising the roof on you boys out here. Um, <laughs> and he threw another man into the
1: trash can. So he said, when he's good and ready, everyone dies. They stole that from me. They stole that from NXT, throwing people in trash. <laughs>
0: so um after that we had Diamante versus Ivalise or Ivalice these two were beating the shit out of each other at the beginning yep. of this match yep what did you uh, think about this one
1: yeah um chops galore um work wasn't as good as I expected it to be um remember like I think the first time you both saw Diamante was at that um that woman's show in Orlando, WrestleMania weekend that had like the Joey Ryan and Shannon Baszler match. She was in a three way and she was like Diamante was like she looked great. So I was you know, and I've seen a couple of her matches like um she I saw a couple of matches like one with uh I think Dakota Kite. I saw one with her with like um uh, what's her name? Ruby Ryan, when she was Heidi Lovelace on the Indies. So, like, I you know, I thought that she, I thought she's a you know a solid worker, more than a solid worker, a good worker. So, I uh, I thought that they you know, given that they have you know a long history of Tad together, they were going to be more, um, more or crisper. But like, they just wasn't there. But like, they they definitely brought physicality to make up for whatever they lacked in crisp moves.
0: Yeah. It was okay. It uh, yeah. wasn't anything, you know, to write home about. Yeah, but they, it they, they
1: weren't like, trying to have a about. great
0: match. They were out there just trying to have a match that told a story. Yeah, so uh, Diamante ended up getting the cradle uh, for the win, and she gets a match next week with Hikaru Shida, who basically said, anyone wants it, they can come get it. Yeah. So not, not for the belt, but, you know, we'll see how it all goes. Uh, after that, uh, Hangman Page uh, was up next to get his career ended uh, by <laughs> Allen Angels. Uh, or five, as they're calling them, and he had a way longer match uh, with five than Kenny did. Did he? Yes. This one went like nine minutes, I want to say. Yeah, 829.
1: The the Kenny match was more competitive, though. Yeah. Like, Hangman just beat his ass for like, or more more or less beat his ass for 80%, more than 80% of that match.
0: Yeah, uh, uh alan angels is good and (laughs) um yeah but this was a it was a a big win for hangman he first singles match in like a really long time so i mean if you're gonna do it with somebody uh have somebody in there that can bump for you so uh after that uh that powerbomb he he used was was hard uh i like that Um, after that yeah um then Brody Lee and Coker Banda came out uh, with the rest of the Dark Order, and Brody Lee came out uh, to the ring. He said that he's been none but impressed with Paige, but he's not impressed with his lack of friends right now when he's in danger. And then uh, Lee said, "You know, I'll offer you some protection." He said, "Hey uh, man, said that he appreciated the compliments, but he doesn't think he's quite ready to join a cult right now." And hey man, he said, to-
1: "I need uh, the Dark Order to just to stop letting that slide. I need them to respond by saying." It's not a cult, like, and I want them to start selling like, uh, Dark Order. It's not a cult shirts. Those shirts would act would sell like it's not a cult.
0: Yeah, yeah, they would.
1: Stop calling us um, a cult. It's not a cult. Yeah.
0: Um. Then uh, he basically told Paige that he made his bed and he hopes he enjoys his sleep. And then he grabbed Colt Cabana and you know left because he didn't want Colt to see. The dark business of the Dark Order, essentially. Right. Right. So, uh, the Dark Order came out there and beat the fuck out of Hangman Page. And then, (laughs) (laughs) oh, uh, that's John Silver, Reynolds, uh, fucking, uh, I think, no, Ten disappeared. He didn't do it because he's, like, recovering the leg injury. So, they had him disappear on some Drew McIntyre shit.
1: Uh, Ah,
0: okay. Remember uh, remember
1: those days?
0: Yes, yes. (laughs) Amazing. He's
1: gonna be in a tag match. He's gonna do his shit, and at the end, like his tag partner's gonna lose. We're gonna have him out the way. You know, even you see him on the ma- on the on the like on the huh? April as his teammate. He
0: won't in, even be in the like, arena.
1: What? You're, like, you're gonna the Finn battle for no reason. What are you doing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whatever.
0: So, so FTR ran down with the cooler and and je- banged it off one Gosh. of their heads. <laughs> yes. <they>
1: fuck Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so so they helped him out and it's like the mid-atlantic boys you know they were, oh they were saying and and then um you know kenny ran in he was hanging Wait. out where cody where hanging out where cody was hanging out i
1: guess that one week because oh uh, he didn't uh when this when uh the snake jake was out here janging on <laughs> yeah janging on brandy yeah yes. that was so,
0: ridiculous so um you know uh after that, uh, FTR offered Paige a beer, and he accepted, and Ken just kind of looked at him. So mm-hmm. the wheels continue to turn. Uh, she- so they announce uh, Paige and uh, Hangman against Uno and Grayson uh, next week for the tag belts. Sheeta uh, versus Diamante. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they finally... Finally, get the the, the one off this this stupid Hangman and Kenny match versus the the Dark Order. Like they they they've been number one contender since what, like January, bitch. So
0: so they had February. So in the middle, like as the remember when they went to Georgia, they were the number one contenders right. then. They were right. supposed to get a match then, right? And then they couldn't sh- get in the country, right?
1: So so, so they had to Canadian. go down.
0: Yeah, they had right. to go down, and then now they're back up.
1: Right. Okay. Well, go down. Like they've had yeah. this match. Like Tony's been wanting to do this match for months. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, I can't get. I cannot let anything go. I can't let any of this shit progress. So I finally get off this match. They were old. This like. Yeah. I, I I I I appreciate that. You know that de- that the, attention the to commitment. Detail.
0: You know you got to you got to check that off. You know. Yeah, it's attention to we, detail. The records are important.
1: Right. They need they need <laughs> to hold this L. Come out here and hold this L. <laughs> They they I just excited to, next week is blasted
0: next week. I I'm excited to see Stu Grayson in there with Kenny because Stu Grayson always comes to work. So um then of course we've got the tornado tag with Darby and Mox against Cage and Starks, and then Cody will be defending against the Warhorse or Warhorse as they call him. He's one of the indie guys that is kind of like a meme wrestler. I'm hearing various reports on whether he's a good worker or not. Some people saying he is. Some people say he's nothing special. I guess we'll see. So, um, one thing I am happy so it's about like is. Ev- uh, what? So it's like <laughs> necro butcher. <laughs> yeah, no idea.
1: Like necro butcher, one of them dudes. That he's like he's a people are like he's a legend. And other people are like he hasn't been good in decades, or he <laughs> or he ne- was never good to begin with. Like it's it's a I guess it's a taste thing. Yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to
0: see uh, if all these people in all these comment sections for months, since this um, TNT title thing has been going on, they've always been tagging Warhorse, and it's yeah. just like, the thing in the comments that won't go away, so now it goes away, let's see it. We'll,
1: we'll so, see how good that rating is, that shit Sting would be like, Tony, don't listen to these idiots, they're, they're <laughs> trying to troll you, they're trying yeah. to sabotage the show. Trying to troll um, so after that, we got Jericho
0: and Jake Hager against Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. I like, like this match.
1: Are they gonna do like, are they gonna bring in Savio Vega eventually, or is like, is <laughs> <like, can> Savio <laughs> Vega get out of his MLW contract? Remember, I, saw, I watched the Savio Vega match last year, that's why I brought it up because I remember oh you were like, God. he's on MLW. I'm like, he's he's doing what, where, for who.
0: Bro, it's like, I feel like I hadn't seen a Savio-Bega match since, like, the Caribbean strap match oh, before God. that. Was that
1: 95?
0: 96. Okay. But, um... Yeah, that's right. Now. Yeah. Get to 96,
1: yeah.
0: So, uh, I think Hager did, like, some of the, like, cl- coolest spots that he's done since he's been in the company when he was in there with, um, Luchasaurus at the beginning of the match.
1: Oh, you mean, like, be a big dude that throws blows?
0: He did that, and then he did, like, this really cool, like, um, ankle lock, you know, uh, grab, like, where he spun all around. Okay, I saw one where he
1: did a, um, he basically, not a knee bar, uh, fuck, I can't remember what he did to him, but he did, he put, he put, uh, Luchasaurus in some type of predicament, um, with, with his knee that was like, okay, it's cool. Yeah, uh, the, I think the key for Jake Hager is like I said it was
0: a while ago on this show. Don't let him wrestle people from WWE and like make <laughs> him wrestle other people. <laughs> Maybe you'll get something different out
1: of him. Or you need to tell him like, hey man, like you're a UFC guy. We, people don't want to see the the holds type stuff you do. People want to see like, you, you call yourself Big Hurt, Put, throw blows. Hurt somebody. Right, throw blows.
0: Um, so uh, Marco Stone was interfering behind the uh ref's back, yes. Jungle Boy was, was running wild at different points of this. Uh, Jericho was you know working with all these guys, but uh, he ended up getting into it with uh, with Aubrey uh, after you know he had the baseball bat. Like, they're just like, it's it's too
1: much. He um, he, he is determined to like, he loves her. He obviously loves her. He's going to use her in every single match he does from, like, the end of time in AEW. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, Jericho's ridiculous. Like, what do you mean I can't... What do you mean in this regular rules match I can't bring my bat in and use it? Like, if you don't get the right. fuck out of here... <laughs>
0: So uh Boy did like a cool like double DDT on hanger and yep. hanger and Jericho. Yep. Uh had it had a moment where he was going nuts with all the strikes. The crowd would have been losing their mind uh, had there been a real one here. Uh even though this crowd out of the tonight was better than some of the ones that had been recently. Um then after that, uh and Ortiz took the ref. Uh Marcus hit a missile drop kick on Jericho into yeah. a thrust kick uh, for a near fall. Uh of Swords hit a roundhouse kick on Jericho, another near fall. Santana uh, jumped on the apron, and then Jungle Boy hit a flying head scissors off the apron, so his, his signature spot kind of. And then all of a sudden, Serpentico from AEW Dark showed up and then uh, hit Loose with a baseball bat on the apron. Then Jericho hit the code breaker on Loose Swords for the win after the match Serpentico jumped in the ring and I immediately knew it was Sammy Guevara uh, because one thing, Chris Jericho is involved in this, there's always going to be somebody unmasking it for something <laughs> and then I could tell by like the body frame and then the way he was like you know, kind of moving around the ring and then as soon as he did the um, shooting, shooting star, star splash, I was like, that's Sammy Guevara and then <laughs> Sammy Guevara uh, unmasked and I cranked because I was happy to see my dog back and the inner circle stood tall uh, as they booked a ten man tag for next week.
1: Yeah, um, you mentioned that they, uh, a spot earlier uh, where <sighs> Santana and Ortiz get on the apron to take Aubrey um, to get her attention and strike her, so that to enable the other team to have Marco stunt come in and do his spots or whatever else. And I'm like, I fucking hate that. Like. And they do it all the time. And I don't mean like AEW in particular. AEW will have like interference by the other team, so by Team B, so Team A can do whatever the fuck um, behind the ref's back. But like this happens in Stardom a lot too, especially in like um, these Oedo type matches now, when it's just you know all they're doing is trying to get heat. And they're not trying to have good matches, and like I fucking hate it. Like stop it. Okay, it makes no goddamn sense. Like. Why is the team that's about to get abused like getting up and taking the ref? Like it's so contrived. Like it makes sense if it's like team B more or less cheats for team for team B. Well, why is team A cheating to help team B help beat team A? That's fucking dumb. Like I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. All professional wrestling needs to go. Ben all that shit. What, what what's your new one? Like uh, put throw it in the <laughs> throw it in the dumpster. Set it on fire and sing doop around it. Or yes. something like that. That's what needs to happen yep. to this particular like <laughs> ref interference. I fucking hate it. It's so annoying. Oh you that
0: that's that's a merch idea. Have uh so have a trash can with some fire and, and some dudes at with some, you know, saying around it with some music notes. I think that's a merch idea, but <laughs> um so, but uh yeah, Sammy Guevara's back. Uh it's been about a month, so there were some people upset about this uh that apparently that decided to litigate you know themselves how long Sam Rivers had been gone but um uh, they took his money for a month they donated it um yeah so he's back
1: yeah i mean i don't necessarily i never really thought of how long he should be gone or whatever else um if he had been gone longer i wouldn't have minded if uh I, I, I just never... I never thought about it. Like, I do I do agree that he should have been off TV. Um, but as far as how long, I never really thought about how long. But, like, as far as, like, you know... But I don't think that being gone for, you know, three months... I, I felt like that would have been too long. Um, so, I don't know. Like, two months, I guess? I don't know. I, I really never really thought about it. But he's back.
0: Yeah, so... Um, we'll see where that goes. So, um, so that was AEW.
1: Okay. But, so, uh, some of you want to talk about rich?
0: Yeah, man. So, um, you know, you already know what it is, man. <laughs> like I, you know, took, took a trip up to, uh, Atlanta like this last weekend before I went, you know, I, you know, was anticipating on, you know, getting in, in the action business um and w- when it comes to the, the action business you have to be well prepared and you have to that's right manscape so you know you got to be prepared so you know keep that in mind manscape is the best and below the be- men's below the belt grooming manscape offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels they obsess over their technology developments provide you the best tools for your grooming experience um so uh the other week we talked about killian dane you know and, and it, you know he he was booked for this week coming up uh he should have definitely used the manscape but you know he did not use the manscape so i see none of you guys uh did the the uh you know the social suplex uh you know uh you know trial here where you enter the code suplex at manscape.com and get 20% off free shipping so uh we're gonna need you guys to do that so um, keep in mind there's water resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower a 90 minute battery i haven't charged it in a while and it's still you know good here so um you know and if you're listening to me right now i want you guys to experience it for yourself firsthand so they've got a blade on there a couple different levels uh you know you can if you don't want to use it as a ball trimmer you can use it as a beard trimmer a lot of different things you can do with that so um <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was listening to All Things Elite. Uh, what's up, Floyd? And he said he doesn't use it as a ball trimmer, he uses a beard trimmer. So, um, cool. you know, whatever you want to do with it. So but yeah, make sure you guys uh you guys will get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code suplex at manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off with the free
1: shipping at manscaped.com dot com and
0: use the code suplex. <laughs>
1: I I, I didn't know people out here cross contaminating like that, but all right, I I, I did not know. <sighs> um, yeah, so NXT this week, NXT was much better uh, this week compared to last week. Um, we started we started off with Regal and Keith Lee on a Zoom you know, announce a Zoom call for an announcement. Um, Regal throws to Keith Lee, Keith Lee talks about. Um, more or less, what he talked about last week, as far as you know, um, parts of last week, we talked about like um, he wants. Um, you know, he talked about the opportunities he was given, and then he talks about how he wants to pay that forward by relinquishing the North American title, if and only if it is held in a tournament. So, people can, or a tournament like thing, so people can get as many people can get in as they possibly can because he's opening doors. Now, Uh, this man is out here giving back. Yes, so uh, as a response to that, after Keith Lee says the word opportunity, probably like 10 times. Uh, in, in in his uh in his promo. Uh Riga comes back and says that there's gonna be a series of triple threat matches and the winners of these triple threat matches will then be put into a North American uh ladder match at the SummerSlam takeover, which they're calling Takeover thirty. So how many ladder matches has NSC done
0: in the last three months? Three or months. Or four months. Ladder matches?
1: Yes. There was in the Last how many months? Like four months. The one that I remember was the uh, number one contendership women's match. Uh, the EO one coming uh, coming back, or she didn't she she came back by winning the last person qualifier, and then she ended up winning the thing. That's what that would have happened at, if not for coronavirus, would have happened at the WrestleMania takeover. I
0: feel like there's been more, like they've run these into the ground recently.
1: Ladder match. Go ahead, and look it up because I don't. I, that's the only one I really remember. Gonna, like have they have done up cage up. matches to death. That's this might be what you're thinking of, or not to death, Cause it, but a lot.
0: Because they did. Um, I'm trying to remember, there was a number one contender one for EO. Yep. After the
1: one like, before that, that I remember was one when it was EO versus um, Mia going into who had the the coin flip advantage. Um, going into Women's War Games where we Mia fucking died twice. I remember um, that one. Yeah. So those are the two that I remember. So there's uh the WrestleMania oh there was one. also the WrestleMania there's the the, the, one. There's also the uh, Takeover 25 tag team ladder match that the yeah. Street Profits won where they like basically all the teams had to murder uh uh Gunner because he kept interfering in the match. But those are the yeah. three that I remember from last year. Yeah. There might I, be more, but those are the three I remember.
0: Yeah, so there's a there's the number one contender one for EO, there was one at WrestleMania, then there's one coming up here for the North American belt. So um I don't know. I think Keith Lee relinquishing the belt after two weeks is lame. Um I guess as easy as it came together, I guess you break it apart. So because it's
1: not like they built up to um, him having both belts. So. No, but the thing, No, but no, no, no. Rich, you're you're you know the, the first part of what you said is what you should be on because while I do think it's cumbersome to have to uh to have somebody to be the double champion.
0: It is not mean you, shit.
1: You are the people that put yourself in a situation to do this. You could have had him lose somebody three months ago, or whatever, or at WrestleMania weekend. To I don't know uh, who did he Wrestle at, at uh, WrestleMania weekend. Uh, I think they
0: skipped that because he was doing all the matches with DiJack, and then he wasn't in that cycle.
1: No, no, no. That was no. That was after that. Remember, like the the Dijak, the last or the the Takeover Dodger was February.
0: They did one more after that, right? Yeah, but that was like last week. I thought they did one before that because, like, cause no I remember, no, it was, like, it was a
1: triple, match. No, no, it was a triple threat match. It was a triple threat okay. match plus with uh plus with Damian Priest. That was that was his uh WrestleMania takeover match.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. That's
1: right. So, like, Damian Priest should have pinned Dijak at that match. He should have had no belt, and he should have came after uh, uh, your boy.
0: Yeah. Like, but they didn't do it they, like that because they've been hot-shotting. Yeah, like, this is all but, of their own making. Like, it just means nothing. Like, they did, like, I don't know. I I think it's lame. Like,
1: like and uh, then hey, just now. Right. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, from a character perspective, like, he double title and then, like, he, they made it to where they made, said that, made it that it was his decision as opposed to what really happened, which is, like, oh, shit, we, 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 we've, we've booked Ultimate Warrior to win a WrestleMania 6. Now we got to have him come off the intercontinental belt. That's what yeah. happened. Yeah, like they put a nice spin on it, but like I know what the fuck happened here. Um, yeah. so kayfabe wise, it's fine. From the looking at like the direction of the promotion, is like it's more sh- you trying to fill time after you've shotgunned a situation to death and like in whatever. Like we'll see. Like that triple threat match they had um, on this show was fucking awesome, but it's, like. I, I would like it for like your wrestlers not to bail out your booking because you've booked so desperately. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mentioned a uh, series of triple threat matches. The winners will then be put into uh, a ladder match at WrestleMania at the summer, SummerSlams uh, Takeover, we're calling it uh, Takeover Thirty. Um, so let me get Loomis versus Dane. It was just a match. Like, lots of Loomis gimmick stuff throughout the first two-thirds of the match. Then um, Loomis hit a front-flip senton off the top rope. He hit his sit-out uh, slam, and then his front-facing choke for the win. Uh, and Dane didn't tap out. He passed out, which is like, you, you got to protect Dane as a, as a tough guy, character guy. Who <laughs> like, gives a shit? Just have him tap out. Whatever. Uh, then we get a Dakota video. She recaps laying out um, EO with a big boot after uh, EO beat... Tegan last week uh, in that title match, and then uh, Dakota tells Eo to bring the title uh, with her once EO once uh EO gets the taste back at her mouth from back to her mouth after that big boot. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a backstage interview from Roddy. He says stuff like uh, it's kind of weird. Like basically like goofy shit's been going on, and things are kind of weird right now, cause like Underspeed doesn't have any belts. <laughs> it's like, like the status quo has been under has been uh, been changed and I don't like it here it feels weird uh so then Bronsarique interrupts quickly and then Gargano quickly interrupts him and long story short they basically just call each other different versions of Goofy it's just a pointless interview um we get Breeze second match Breezango versus Ever Rise Rich turn the channel this will win the ratings war Anyway, or they are both dressing up like the fucking Mountie. Yes, both dressed- what is from it with NXT? 19- what is it with NXT motherfuckers dressing up as Mountie? Like Velveteen did it at uh, Takeover uh, New York,
0: bro. This is from nineteen ninety one, right? The Mountie. Right. Who the fuck is this for? Oh, the, the old audience, right?
1: The nice old, show. the old audience. Yeah, you had it, you had it in the bag. Anyway, so, uh, so. The match starts with Breeze, uh, quickly shines, it gets cut off, Fandango gets a hot tag and he clears out the ring, Fandango then gets on his second turnbuckle uh, uh, from the apron, he puts back on his Mountie hat and then does a salute pose and slowly falls off the turnbuckle. Like, remember the old ride back rules fall? Like, it was like that, yes, it was like that except with a with I a saw salute. a gif. Okay, okay. I- yeah, it lands right on both Everizes. Um tag to uh, Breeze double super kick double super kick uh, to the other one pin uh, we got a jack interview he says last week, cross suplexes is, is him head first on concrete. He said he's been questioning his future as of late, alluding to um, apparently he was on a main roster. And now he's back down, or maybe he's probably just getting written off, but whatever. Uh, but he says after last week, he's fresh after getting dropped head first on concrete seven days later. Uh, and says his new goal is to not cross out using his elbow, his knee, and his boot. Uh, so we end up getting um, a. Comeback commercial and, and they show EO's tweet and it says uh, she'll see Dakota next week. And they didn't say if it was a match. It didn't say if it was a title match. They didn't say if it was just going to be a physical confrontation or a, a promo back and forth. I doubt it's going to be a promo back and forth, but they didn't say what it was wow. going to be. Um, Shotzi versus Aaliyah. Quick match. Shotzi escapes a camel clutch and hits a comeback of kicks and suplexes and uh, heads to the top rope. Robert Stone gets out on apron. Shotzi big boots his ass off the floor. This is the episode of Big Boots. <laughs> um Stone sells his bad foot because he lands on his feet first on the floor. He is his foot still in the walking boot. Uh Shotzi then just gets up and hits her uh her sent- her top row senton for the win. There is no Aaliyah gets up and, you know, that's the way to win. Like she just big boot the geek and then beat the geek in the ring. Uh so Shotzi then gets back in her mini tank and then runs over this fucker's foot again. <laughs> Robert Stone, and then gets up and howls in celebration. And then all of a sudden, a big boot quickly comes from out of the screen, from from off screen to inside of Shotzi's mouth in a matter of of, of a split second. And it ends up uh, being Mar- uh, Mercedes Martinez. Uh, she stares at Robert Stone and Aaliyah, and then walks away. Um, and Long then, time.
0: yeah, as what you say fun times
1: yeah and then like as she's walking away like they cut back to Aaliyah like comically trying to move this 40-pound tank off of uh, Robert Stone's foot but she couldn't do it because she's a geek Um, get the swerve vignette uh, talks about having confidence for the millionth time like they've reboot him every single time it's about swerve It's about confidence like every single time Um, he's he's in the studio showing him that he's some rapper I was there something (laughs) I was there while that was filmed. <laughs> Were you? I ain't see you.
0: Yeah, sideline.
1: Were you actually there? Sideline. I guess rich, you'll never know. Rich, rich may be lying to the people.
0: so I guess you guys will never know.
1: Uh, anyway, he says that, like, speaking of confidence, he says, my confidence has been high after taking Gargano to the limit. He calls out uh, Santos Escobar uh, for a Cruiserweight title match and points out how he beat him, Santos, in the uh, Cruiserweight Tournament He's the only person that actually has beaten uh Escobar in in WWE so far. So then we end up getting Reed versus Gargano versus Strong. God damn. This may, like this was the match that's like I missed this NXT. This I remember this I remember what NXT used to be and what it could be and it was back for 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 like I don't know how long this match went. It went through two commercial breaks, but goddamn it was awesome. This was like this was like the best Roddy and Johnny match in months. And like, it was such a Roddy match. It was just three guys chopping the shit out of each other and then moving around fast and then throwing big Chris strikes. And um, there's a, there's a moment where like at the beginning of the match, they are overwhelmed by Bronson Reed. They end up on the floor and they, and Johnny says, all right, Hey man, me and you together, we can get him. We get him on the kind of fruit we go under one two three they both fake like they go into like they finna slide into the ring they both stop <laughs> say, Johnny goes see this is why I couldn't trust you uh, but anyway they start they start basically like throwing crazy chops at each other strikes running knee running jumping knees from Roddy uh, they eventually get Bronson Reed out the ring and then you get Roddy versus Johnny and it's just what you expect out of Roddy and Johnny and it's awesome great wrestling and it and then all of a sudden, uh oh, quick question. Quick thing. Not question, but quick statement. Earlier in the match, when they were doing the spot when they were on the apron, talking about in the ring, and they neither want to trust each other. Uh Johnny left his hand out on the apron. Bronserie walked up and stomped on it. So get back into the match. Ree's outside. There, Johnny seemingly has his match won. He does the uh um the, the tilt world stuff to get into the Gargano escape. Um Roddy rolls through. Johnny has him in a situation where like he, he has a pin attempt. All of a sudden the camera shot zooms out, Bronzerie's on the top rope, splashes on, on Roddy's chest with Johnny's hand on top. Johnny has quote unquote broke his arm, so he run, so he basically uh rolls away in pain. And uh, with the big splash, Bronson Reed picks up the, w- the win. This was the best match I saw on Wednesday. It was awesome. Um, I give it four and a quarter. It was just you got to watch this, Rich. You you would be like this. Remember when they? I remember they used to do this kind of stuff. <laughs> it's exactly what you would say. Uh, so then immediately after this match, you get T M W two, the Tough White Man match. The rematch. It was awesome. It wasn't as good as the first one, but it was close. It plays off the story of the first one. Um, You know, we talk about... uh, We talk about Thatcher with the the single-leg Boston Crab. The Fujiwara armbar. What else am I thinking of? There's another move. Uh, Oh, and the Kimura. Basically... This time around. They promised do kind of the same thing, except this time around, they end up on the outside, and Lorkin runs Thatcher's shoulder into the post. Posts him. And they gotta come back from a break. And the ending sequence is Lorkin puts Thatcher in all three of those moves. The single leg Boston Crab, the Kamora, and then he puts him in the uh the Fujiwara armbar, his actual finish. Thatcher escapes with a fish hook, which plays off how um, Lorcan got out of the Fujiwara armbar in the last in the last match. And then uh, they end up getting back up. And then he slaps him back into Kimura. Thatcher is dead and rights. He's fucked. There's nowhere to go. And all he does is basically he sweeps the legs, falls forward on him with his shoulder with uh, Lorkin's shoulders on the match and es- on the match gets the pin and escapes. That, so, which means there will be TWM three, <laughs> the the final collision. It's probably it might be at takeover. I don't know, but
0: it might as well.
1: But whatever. It, it, I I can't wait. I can't wait. I hope they rush the other a million more times. This might be like. This year's version of last year's Die Jack and Lee, where they just keep rusting each other. Like, there actually seems to be a story here, as opposed to they just keep putting them together. But, like, I love their matches, and they're a great change of pace. Um, so, this one was longer, uh, by the way. So, uh, then from there, we end up getting backstage where uh, with Aaliyah and Robert Stone, Mercedes Mart- Martinez walks up and says, Hey, I need a geek to take care of my paperwork for, and, and advocate for me for matches or whatever for big matches, whatever else. I, I'm picking you to do it, geek. And she, he's like, yes. And he, she walks away, and her, him and and Aaliyah celebrate because they actually landed a client worth a damn. Well, uh, so
0: landing talent.
1: Yes. How about that? Yeah. So then we get Dijakovich versus Cross. I gotta tell you. If Cross sells like this and, suppo- and, and like his matches with big guys, his match with big guys and his matches with, uh, his match with Champa are totally different. One was squash, one is big dudes throwing strikes and suplexes and selling and not selling and firing up. Like Cross would be perfect for the B block, Rich. Perfect for the B block in this, in this element. Like <laughs> him and Dijack just did number strike to strike. Chris, Chris strikes, throwing each other on their necks and shoulders with suplexes, selling, not selling, like crosses, facials again when he's actually trying to sell, as opposed to no, like uh, squash somebody. Works very, very well. Um, yeah, so like him and verse, so basically, match is very good. They end up outside the ring after going through probably like eight minutes or ten minutes, something like that. No, probably like eight minutes and up outside. He ends up, uh, cutting off DiJack, And then he puts him, his head basically like inside the steps against the ring post. And then he stomps the top ring post, the top half of it that goes flying, clearly protecting him. Uh, sort of something like DiJack may be dead. He gets in the ring or DiJack gets in the, Not Dijak, but Cross gets in the ring, gets back out of the ring, Lifts up his carcass, throws it back into the ring. Out comes Keith Lee. He's about to like interfere and stop the fight. Uh, Dijack comes to and says, Don't stop it. It's basically Rocky Four. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's reverse Rocky Four, <laughs> where the black guy's now, now has yes. like the, fate of the white rich. guy in his hands. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and he's like, No, I want to go out on my own terms. But, he like, bas-
0: it's weird because, like, DiJack actually should be Drago, because Dra- so that yes. man's, like, Absolutely. Absolutely. he's a European. Yes. like yes, yes. That's funny. Yes. yes. So, uh... Look at NXT out here switching up, like, you know, <laughs> the dynamic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so... Applause. <laughs> he's stupid. So, uh... Cross looks at him, makes his face like, I'll kill him. Don't don't play with me. I will kill him. And he's relishing. And he's relishing in like the That's fact that like he's actually like not going to throw in the towel on him. He's like, oh, you think I won't kill him? Don't you see my faces? I'm crazy. He basically mounts him and he starts dropping uh he starts dropping ground and pound on him. Like and, and the oh. strikes look great, right? It looks like he's out. So then Um He lifts him up and then he chokes him out. And once the uh, once he passes out, actually he, he chokes him, and then he tells Lee not to throw in a towel or nothing like that. Uh, and he passes out. Ref stop. Ref stoppage. And then he Keith Lee gets in the ring, and what they did with Cross was they didn't have him like you know duck out the ring or no whatever else. He threw DiJack's like carcass in, not into uh, or basically like at Keith Lee's feet as he was getting mm-hmm. into the ring. And then they're just staring at each other. And you're just like, (laughs) when when these Mastodons lock up, (laughs) like this was, this was very well done. They have themselves the hot match they were hoping for. And it's like, God damn, like we talk, you know, we talk about how NXT is hot shining stuff, whatever else. But like when, but when they get themselves a match, they want to get to or whatever else they can still do this thing very well in a way that is like, you look at the main rosters. like, when's the last time they've done anything that well with a main roster match? Rhonda and Becky. So they didn't even do that. Well, (laughs) well, That's my point. Like I'm talking about like when they go face, face out the the night after uh, Royal Rumble 2018, like that's the last time they, I feel like they've like, Ooh, I can't wait to see that match. That's going to be awesome. Like, so, um, yeah, like triple A still has some, still has some touch. Or, or you know, DX and all them backstage still have some touch. Uh, and they just be hotshining too much.
0: Yeah, um, I'm actually kind of excited about that because like it's a little different from um.
1: No more Gargano and Champa matches.
0: Yeah, no more undisputed yeah. matches, or at least not
1: no more. But yeah. like the card is flipping over in a way that like we felt like it should have a like you. Know, probably like WrestleMania after WrestleMania.
0: Yeah. Um. Interested to see who else gets in that um, that that North American ladder match. Oh, Looks like yeah. they're probably going to th- throw a bunch of guys that haven't got a chance so far. I would probably count on Damian Priest getting in there. I'd probably say Cameron yeah. Grimes, of course, maybe Swerve, maybe not. Um, I don't know if they put Timothy Thatcher in one of those. Thatcher is. Uh, in they might next just keep him in the tough White Man division.
1: Thatcher is in next week's uh, triple threat match. So it's, it's- oh okay. It's Balor, Thatcher, and Loomis. Gee, I wonder who's going oh. to win that triple threat.
0: Uh, I don't know, because they might give Finn Balor his own match rather than put him in the match with four other people or well, five other people. Could or, be. But what I, but, long but but what gonna I would be. say
1: is, like, we know that he'll, he'll, he'll try to die in a ladder match. We saw what Andrade did to him. Um, there's that, and it's also like you want to put Loomis with that gimmick in a ladder match.
0: No, if, I, I would if, rather put Thatcher in and just I, say, like, I don't
1: know if Thatcher, I don't, like. I'm sure Thatcher can do a ladder match, but like, given the way he wrestles, is like, that's kind of like antithetical to what he's trying to accomplish here. <laughs>
0: like, nah, like, I need a, I, I need him to be in it, and I need to be him like, ducked off, putting somebody in a hole, and like, and the <laughs> shit don't make no sense, or whatever, why so you doing can, that. So but, you
1: criticize it, that's no, what you want to do, but, you want to criticize
0: but it. But it actually makes sense, because if you break what, their lane, they what, what climb? else would he do? There you go. That's what they say
1: about all the all the ladder matches. It never breaks. It never breaks out that way. It wouldn't be that interesting. You think it be? Think about it. Like right. Check this out. Right.
0: What what Mm -hmm. if he breaks each other person's leg one by one?
1: That's (laughs) my point. Do you think that would be interesting? Like oh, he breaks. Like like think about uh the elimination chamber with Shayna Baszler right where she just ran through the whole all five of them right. Imagine that, that was
0: that was booked and wrestled horribly.
1: No, I'm just saying I'm not saying the same thing, but like imagine you have a submission specialist in a ladder match. And what's going to happen throughout the whole story of the match is fine in this multiple person ladder match. He finds person A and breaks their leg. Then he then this person finds person B and breaks their leg. Then he finds person the third person and breaks their leg and then he climbs up. They be like that wasn't fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so i don't i don't really know if that's really what you want to do i think he's better off just being in singles matches for now but yeah. whatever you want to do like i mean finn balor versus uh versus uh thatcher on takeover that'd be a match i want to see but who knows who knows what they come up with i just know like i oh, man, i don't know i don't know in his ladder match i just don't
0: i mean you know he's a hit with the olds they say
1: yeah okay He reminds me of 93 Undertaker. Oh, great. Uh, Yeah, so I guess the only thing left is stardom.
0: Yeah, so you know what that means. It's time to hit the music.
1: okay so uh i i gotta say this was another obviously you know um they've had three shows this week um they had a show on thursday they had a show on friday and they had a show um today sunday you know that's you know sunday morning for us or whatever else um all of the Thursday show is up. The only match from There's only one match from the uh uh Friday show that's up. That's the red belt, belt match between Mayu and Jungle in the main event um uh main event white belt um uh, final from this morning is up now. Um I am gonna go through the I'm gonna talk about like the highlights of of these. So, um, on the uh, the Thursday show in Osaka, they had a tag match with uh, I think it's Starlight Kid and Lasaya versus Utami and Momo. I think. Um, I can't remember. Uh, basically, uh, match is really good, but uh, the the real match to really I talk remember. about is sorry. Go. Oh. Uh, anyway, I, don't, I didn't remember okay uh anyway the real match to talk about from that osaka show is uh Tam and Momo versus jungle and konami um this was a more or less a preview match for the title match the night after between jungle and mayu I thought that they really showed like they told a, or not showed you a preview of like oh I can't wait to see this match when they have a you know a time of match in full um I thought Tam was very good I thought uh as as a hot tag i thought that konami was very, konami and jungle were very good at like being the shadow maiyu's uh bad shoulder um what do you think of the match rich
0: uh i thought this was like really fast uh i, I liked some of the tag team moves that jungle and konami were doing uh yeah, yeah. there was a dope spot with um i believe it was tam and Mayu, where it was like a german it was a ddt yep i know you're talking uh, about hanging ddt into uh a german suplex will
1: a wheelbarrow a wheelbarrow slash ddt and then tam um basically after the ddt kicks the dead carcass of 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 whoever is so Mayu can then give the german yeah yeah that's that's one of their tag moves yeah uh they rarely tag anymore, but like when they when they were like that's one of the things they do, like um yeah, yeah I'd probably say like three point seven five yeah, sounds about right, I have it three point seven five four uh so basically the end is jungle ends up hitting her um jungle buster. That devastating, <laughs> that devastating fucking move in <laughs> pins Mayu, uh, and then uh, I guess we can just go into the n- the next night when they have the match together. Um, obviously, the the because they're, they're going longer and it's a singles match is more methodical. Uh, Mayu in Mayu gets her ass whooped by Jungle to start out the match. Uh, jungle is working over her shoulder. Um, Mayu gets desperate, and then she starts. Because both of these women have busted shoulders. Uh, last year's Grand Prix, Jungle had to leave out of uh, the Grand Prix because she dislocated her shoulder. Um, a couple months later, Mayu, in a red, when she won the red belt, like partially tore her rotator cuff. Small tear, obviously. She still, she never stopped. Took off, took off any time. Uh, so basically, it's like, oh, we both have bum shoulders. Let's work here the shoulders. Uh, and Jungle whooped her ass so bad that Mayu started getting desperate. Uh, she ends up getting a point to where she ends up slapping on a arm bar. It gets transitioned to a triangle choke. Um, Mayu does something fuck with it make, it make it like she's putting leverage on that bad shoulder. Um, Jungle goes to pa- lift her up for the power bomb like you see so commonly in um, all these wrestling matches now where, oh, arm bar, transition to triangle, lift up, power bomb, double down. Uh... Jungle tried it. Mayu said, "Oh no, you're not!" And then re like re timed on it and hurt Jungle so bad like she had to like go to her knees and then she had to scramble out to get to the uh, ropes. I thought that was cool. Um, my uh, Jungle gets her up in position for the Jungle Buster. Mayu fights out. Jungle basically slaps her or whatever else and then puts her lifts her back up raw without using the uh, the ropes. She just lifts her up with just off pure Jungle strength um, drops with the, the jungle buster that you just saw the night before J- jungle or Mayu you kicks, um, sorry. So of course, goes, of course. <laughs> yes. Uh, goes a little longer. Um, my, I think Mayu ends up, uh, long story short, I can't remember the end of it because it's so much wrestling watch, but like long story short, Mayu ends up picking her up, hitting her the two stage dragon suplex for the pin. um, I love this match um it wasn't everything i wanted it to be because uh, it wasn't a five-star match but it was a great fucking match um and it's like continuing this run with my you um what are your thoughts
0: i thought uh we were gonna see like some match of the year level stuff uh, right. maybe i was buying into the james hype here but uh i thought this was it took a little while to get going um i, I didn't think this like was a blowaway match or anything i I would probably say it was four stars but um jungle i was watching the post match on this and it was like i was watching her cut her sad promo about losing and of course mayu was like you know you, you tried hard so you you deserve to talk And stupid, (laughs) like, like, like she, she, she took his ass whoops just so she could talk to to her hometown people. So like, my eyes started twitching while I was watching. I was like, man, am I getting like sad for Jungle? (laughs) Like, she (laughs) she does, don't she? Yeah. So, but um, yeah, like I, you know. The I I called this a while ago where you know I said they was about to, um, they were about to send jungle in there and and to lose, you know, and and hope, but they didn't quite do the completely sell it out for Hannah, um, thing. Well, I mean,
1: well, they did do the spot with her where, like, uh, she can't put her away with the uh junk with the jungle buster, so what does she do? She looks up to the heavens and then she. Pulls it. She's about to hit her with a, with with a Hannah's packaged pal driver, and then Mayu just jumped out of it. Like they they did. Te- that's like the only real tease they did with it, but like they did tease it. Yeah,
0: well, yeah but I, they didn't, didn't go fully like, didn't on. Like, they didn't go all yeah. the way in with it, though. I didn't feel like it was blatant or anything. Right, but, right. Um, yeah, I I thought it was an overall another like uh good title defense for for Mayu, and it's apparently, um, uh, people were saying that uh, I guess her next challenger. I don't know if you heard, James. No, nah, I know who it is. I know who it is. Okay, uh, Shuri, So this right. is going to be, uh, you know, we're going to see what it is.
1: Yeah, um, I'm way higher on it than you are. Uh, like, I, maybe it's just because I like I, I I'm in on the on the small things on it, and this, the small things pop me so much. But like, I I don't think it's a match of the year. But like, I think it's four and a half. Um, I uh what was I gonna say? Um yeah, I think that Mayu right now, given the run she's had on these fucking house shows, more or less, and with this title defense, uh these title defenses she's had so far, like I think she's the best singles world champion in the world right now. I don't know who would be better than her. Mm. It wouldn't be Mosley. It damn sure would not be evil. It wouldn't be anybody that's in WWE. I don't know who it would be. Not Keith Lee. Keith, no, Keith Lee has not had the year that uh, my or the year that nah. He, I'm not to, say, not to say that he's having some bad year because he's obviously not. But no. What about Drew McIntyre? Drew's having a good year by WWE standards, but no. He's a good champion, but like, like Drew's, like Drew's basically like having three and three, three and a half, three oh, and three quarter, like basically anywhere from like three and a half to four star matches, like his in his side of offenses. Mayu, Mayu had a four and three quarter star match in her first defense. Uh, her second defense was four and a half. This match is somewhere between four to four and a half. Um. And right now, like, she may have had, like, she's had, like, basically, like, five straight three and three-quarter star matches or better, like, between house shows on non-title defenses, matches in general. Like, and I, it was interesting, because, like, I've been, you know, I was talking about this at the beginning of the year, and then, like, the you know, the year got corona fucked up everything for everybody, but, like, she's gotten back into this thing, and all of a sudden, grapple put up the thing for, like, you know, highest average star rating per match, like, for wrestlers that have, you know, have five singles matches or whatever it was. Whatever arbitrary mm-hmm. thing they did to keep Kenny out of it. <laughs> so, Yeah, um, yeah. Mayu was second. Funny how, they, funny how they did that, right? Well, I mean, obviously, it's supposed to be a singles thing. But, like, I mean, obviously, like, Kenny should, should be... If they did it, like, Kenny would be number one, I imagine. And, like, after that, it's, like, the same people you see on this list. And it's like, alright, so... And I remember at the time thinking like she's having a top five year and then like the year got fucked up because of coronavirus. And it's like she's right back starting to get the steady sl- slate of matches. And like that she's picked up the pace somehow. Um Like she's having a great year. Like I, I like I thought she was having a top five ish year, you know, year because, you know, her top tennis year because, you know, year got so weird and Uh, Because you know she had lost, missed so much time. She missed like a quarter of the year, and then like she picks right back up. And it's like, have you seen the match she had? uh, The triple threat match with um, Konami and Momo.
0: I didn't. I heard it was good though. Or I heard it was like a. Actually, it was like it went like twenty minutes or something. It was a fifteen minute draw. Fifteen
1: minute draw, and they just basically just go fucking nuts. Uh, But yeah, like she's been having these level of matches, just like. Like, the match she had with Momo and, um... Well not Momo, with, uh... With Tam in the tag match against Jungle and Konami. Like, that's the average match she's been having ever since they started having, like, these six shows in July. That's her average match. I don't know what she's on right now, but <laughs> she's on it. Uh, I, I, I worry about... I worry about her, because, you know, she's a psychopath. Uh, but... Yeah, she's having a great year. She's having a great year. Um... So it, I guess next week we'll give you the undercard from the, uh, Nagoya show and also the, um, corken and Hall show. Oh, actually, no, forget that. Um, main event of Cork and Hall show this morning. Yeah. Tam and Julia. The white belt, the, the white belt final Tam versus Julia. Um, James boys heart is broken again. Uh, even though like James, even though James Boy still thought like the person that he would put the, that he would put the belt on would be Julia, um, Tam still figured out the way to be like. But James, you you want me to win so badly? She- <laughs> 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 uh I I thought it was a good ass match. Um, I, I I wouldn't have gone twenty eight minutes, but that's what they wanted to do. Um,
0: Some reason this one didn't seemed like a drug for me i like this mm-hmm. one actually probably a little bit more than um uh, my own jungle really um okay yeah and like that move that julia does where it's like a tombstone kind of but like with the arm wrapped up
1: the convoluted and- tombstone that make it like sometimes like if she doesn't do it right like it takes forever yeah
0: i like yeah. that shit okay. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and then when she put her in the fucking finish at the end, like Tam looked like she was fucking dead. Like, yeah,
1: they protected sleep. her by her. They protected protected her by like, look, Judah was always going to the white belt. If coronavirus hadn't happened, she would have went into uh, um, and she would have went into uh, after Cinderella. She would have had the match with Arisa. Nah, we, and, we we ain't re- uh, we ain't
0: recognizing it? that <laughs> whatever. <it is>.
1: So. <laughs> she was going to win the white belt one way or another. Uh, I don't like, I, I like, she has grown on me as a wrestler and they're doing a good job with Donna Del Mondo, Donna Del Mondo, pushing them, all of them. Um, like I like them as a faction. Like right now, if I had to say it was my favorite, what was my second favorite faction? Cause like Queens quest is always it for me. They are probably it right now. Given that, you know, the machinations with Arissa being gone and the whole that cause for, uh, for stars right now um But yeah, like in, in addition to mecca it, it's, did, it's been a fun ride. It's been a fun month with them so far.
0: This is very compelling from like the beginning of the match. So, like, they got my attention right away when they just stared at each other
1: for like a couple minutes and <laughs> did, were did, feeling did, each other out. All right, you got to be careful with that because, you know, sometimes, you know, uh and, they and, might and, do it for 30 and, minutes. Yeah, yeah, in empty arena setting, they might just sit there for 30 minutes. So to be careful with that. They didn't go too long. They only like a minute. Like, like the tension was, was was real. Right. Like the tension was real. Like
0: in yeah. the air. Like we knew it was. So uh um, I, I like this one.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean i I, I haven't I have to re watch it. I rewatch it and also the Red Bell match, um, once the shows finally get up. That's one I normally do is, like the main event or red or white belt match, I'll watch that when it gets up and then I'll watch the other stuff But, but uh yeah. I really enjoyed the match. Um I'm surprised that you liked it as much. I figured it'd be a match where you just like uh they're you know <laughs> I, I figure you wouldn't be into it as much, but yeah. Um but I guess you know we Tam. Go over the blocks
0: that sorry. got released. After. Um no I have not I, we should seen go over the it. blocks.
1: Um, no we will go over it next week because uh I think the the show or the first show is until the eighth of August so that's like two oh, weeks. okay so we'll do that next week all right um yeah but uh Julia's the the white belt champion um I, and honestly I think you know the person that eventually takes it off her you know will be Tam whenever the fuck that is but um it's, it's so weird because Rossi like, didn't change the booking no he didn't change the booking at all it is it, you know and another thing is like so much stuff got messed up because of coronavirus and like the tragedy that's happened in this company. Uh, with you know, Arissa just like has to be gone and, um, because of injury and Hannah's death. So it was like, you know, I felt like it was going to be this year, it was going to be some version of, uh, you know, Julia and Hannah fighting over the white belt this year, like at least like at the beginning of this year, I thought that, and then like, you know, it looked like they were headed towards, they were going to just put the red belt on Hannah, um, whatever else and make, you know, one of them is a red belt champion, one's a white belt champion. Um, and succeed, you know, Mayu and Orissa. Um, but now it's like, kind of like, all right. Well, I know what's gonna happen. I, I kind of have an idea where we're going now. Going now with the white belt, like as far as like future, the future su- successor. Like I feel like that has Tam Ray all over, especially the post match when it's just like, oh, they're meeting again. This ain't the end. Like uh, and they protected like Tam. Tam would rather fucking die than than give than tap out and give up the white belt to anybody. Like that's that was that that's what that was. But um, as far as trying to figure out who's going to succeed. Uh, Mayu as the Red Belt champion that person ain't on the roster right now we we have an idea who might come get it off of her but like she's not on the roster right now she's not in Japan right now or at least we don't think she's in Japan yet and if she <laughs> is she's quarantining so uh, so yeah like I you know I we'll see what happens um you know but next the next you know the next cycle now turns over to uh the uh Five star grand prix, which is like the best time of the year. Which is like, well, this, 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 this last you know, two weeks have just been excellent. So, like, I can't wait to see what they have in store. Um, can't Everyone's wait to see, fresh. more or less, yeah. Um, can't wait to see, you know, the undercard of the Corgan Hall show to see, um, who are the new tag champs, um, whether it's, um, Big Saya and Utami, or if it's Jungle and Konami. Can't wait to see who is the high speed champion, even though we're pretty sure Riho like just, just double pinned Azumi as Starlight. <laughs> uh but but yeah. Uh can't wait to see, can't say, wait to see the matches anyway. Uh on that uh the undercard of the Um Nagoya show. I don't know who won wa- or I was spoiled, but Given what the result is, I'm assuming that the eight-person tag between Donna Del Mondo, so Julia, Shuri, Micah, and Himeka versus Queen's Quest, Azumi, Momo, Utami, and Big Saya. I'm pretty sure that's gonna be. I'm pretty sure that's a great match. So I can't wait to see it as well. But um, we'll we'll you know whatever we whatever we come up with, we'll see it and we'll talk about it next week and we'll preview the uh, five-star Grand Prix
0: so I guess we're going to have to watch like Evil and Horomu Takahashi sometime next week because I did not watch it this past week and um, yeah we're going to have to do that yeah so and, and also
1: I, well at least, I mean, look, and look do, do we just do we do we treat it like we're kids and we like eat uh, and we are, are not not eat dessert or last or late or first or whatever else do we treat it like kids we say look uh, or petty and we just like look that was the main event. We know it's the main event. However, we know it's not better than Ishii Desperado, so we'll watch this first, and then we'll watch Ishii Desperado.
0: Or Shingo. Shingo and Desperado.
1: Oh, that's right. Shingo Desperado. That's right. That's right. Dude, I think that's how we should handle it. I think that would be more pleasant as supposed to, like, I just watched a great match, and I got to watch 30 minutes of whatever the fuck. Or, uh... <laughs> you like,
0: you already know, like, the time on it, so you're just like, oh, God. Yeah, I saw he went 33 minutes. I looked at the cage match rating, and it was like... Well, Lots maybe, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like I, I miss the days of like 8. 8, 9, yes. yes. 9.4, yes. 9.5. <laughs> I miss those days. Yeah, yeah. Call me a call me a, a star ratings mark all you want. Yeah. those matches are better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck all that. Yeah, um, you know. Well, I guess besides that, man, we can uh wrap this up.
1: Yeah. Um, thanks for listening to the show. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using to listen to this. Tell the folks about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Shout out to powerslam.tv, one of the sponsors of the show. If you're a fan of a, if you're a fan of independent pro wrestling from all over the world, you can check out, uh, or you can actually use the code Social Suplex to get your free month's trial. Um, check out Pro Wrestling Tees oh god, we'll get to that. Check out pro socialsuplex dot com slash social suplex and pick up some official social suplex podcast merchandise. Um, Rich you wanna throw it to uh your friends at at Manscaped again?
0: Yes, uh, over at Manscaped, don't forget you guys can get 20% off and free shipping with the code SUPLEX at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code SUPLEX. Help your boys at Social Suplex out and uh, keep us you know, getting these uh, advertisement app- opportunities.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, be sure to check out the other shows on the network. Uh, on th- Sundays we have this show, One Nation Radio. On Tuesdays we have Keeping a Strong Style, on Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. Every other Wednesday, we have Roman Washington's shit. On Fridays, we have Get in the Ring, And on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite. Thanks for listening. Peace. Later.